It's your boy, Mason Taylor, a.k.a. Top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning. Uh, hey, guys, it's your boy, Alex, a.k.a. Uh, wearing a tan Uniqlo shirt. <laughs> 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 and, and welcome... <laughs> And welcome to our 20th episode of Where's the Action? action. Nice. Uh, Dude, this is going to be a banger. It's the 20th episode, the big 2-0. We're officially out of the teens. Uh, If if this podcast was alive, we'd be in that year in our life where we're in between (laughs) 18 and 21. We're almost there. We can almost drink legally. yeah, what do you think? I mean, we're this is the big two zero. This is this is a bop. What do you what do you think? This is a very big milestone. Um, twenty episodes. I mean, it doesn't feel like we've been doing this for a long time, but then when I realize it, we've <laughs> we've watched so many movies and just podcasted it. So yeah, super cool. It's a uh, we're no longer in the uh, teenager years. We're living in our twenties. Exciting twenties now. <laughs> Yeah, exciting is a word I'd use. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are entering our sophomore-ish year of college in podcast years. So, <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're getting old. Honestly, I think we should retire. <clears throat> yeah, 20, 20 episodes. <laughs> we got to hit the hay. Even number, yeah. <laughs> no, we've got we've got plenty of gas left in the tank if you catch my drift you know we got plenty of oil in that frying pan ready to cook up some two egg breakfast sandwiches we're ready to roll we're ready to rock um but yeah this week we are continuing i guess we'll just go ahead and go into the full disclosure segment uh so we are in the second week of the keanu zants we can't really call it the keanu month anymore considering we had an episode in september and now we skipped out last week and uh well, yeah, I don't know. We're all over the place, but we're just calling it the Keanu's dance. We're just going to keep rolling with it. So, yeah, we're in the second week, arguably one of the best movies ever with The Matrix came out 21 odd years ago. But before we get into the movie, we're going to do some of our, our confessions, a.k.a. full disclosure, where we disclose some information on our private lives. Um, so I don't know. So for my my I have one. And it's 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 I've been saying for years and Alex knows this. I've been saying, oh, my God, my high cholesterol, my high blood pressure. I'm going to drop dead at age 24. Well, it might become a reality because here's here's my thing. Here's my thing. So I donated blood probably like a month ago. I think I Mm -hmm. talked about it on this podcast. I don't know if I did or not, but I donated blood a month ago. And after a month goes by, they send you a receipt kind of quote unquote of you know, where your blood gets sent to, to help people and also your vitals. So my hemoglobin was good. 17.7, if anybody was curious, but my blood pressure was off the charts. And I clicked the link that says, oh, you know, let's see if your blood pressure is healthy or not. Turns out I have stage one hypertension, which I, I, it just assumes that I'm on like the cusp of high blood pressure. Now, usually I looked at the website. This is for boomers, okay? This is a boomer diagnosis. Now, why I'm getting it at 22 years old, I don't know. Is it the 12 pounds of vegetable oil I use for my two egg every morning? I don't know. Is it the whole pizzas I eat for dinner? I don't know. But I, all I'm going to say is Alex might have to find a new host here after a while. A new 
I don't know how much longer I have left, but I'm going to be here as long as possible. I don't. So if you guys have any tips for high blood pressure, let me know in the comments, uh, you know, DM me on Insta. I love getting those maybe. Um, yeah. Throw in some flirtatious messages. Uh, yeah. We can play so, around a little bit, slide into my LinkedIn DMS. That's where I mainly congregate, but yeah, Alex, I don't know, man. So I don't know. that's my, that's my diagnosis. So there's, you said stage one hypertension, right? Right. So how many stages is there of hypertension before you actually have high blood pressure? Did it say? I'm in it. Yeah. No, 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 no. Stage one. So, so look, if you have stage one cancer, you do have cancer. Okay. You know what I mean? So stage one hypertension is indeed high blood pressure, but stage three, it goes up to stage three. Three Uh is like the highest three is like, you got to get to a hospital ASAP as possible. So basically I think my systemic quote me if I'm wrong here. Systemic is where my, my heart is pumping too much. I don't know. I've got a big heart. (laughs) I have lots of feelings. Uh, I think with my heart, not my brain. Um, Maybe that's the reason I I show too much love and affection to people. Interesting. So Um, I'm I'm fine right now. That's so funny because when you wrote a high blood pressure, I was like, did you write that for me? (laughs) It also used to be the joke. So I would get on Alex's nerves and he would say, you're raising my blood pressure. (laughs) And then he has um, come into recent circumstances where his blood pressure has also been risen. But that's for another time. Well, that's a. He signed an like, NDA, so he can't actually say anything about it. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, oh, I didn't know if you thought of something the other day about my high blood pressure. Because I mean, it well, sounds like well, no, it's just because like re- I don't know if I told you like the last time I went to the uh, the uh, doctors to check on my uh, wrist brain. Um, they they always take blood pressure, right? And so mm-hmm. the the two visits I went, they're like oh, you have a history of high blood pressure? I was like, um, not specifically, no. And both two times, they were both high blood pressure. <laughs> but then that also reminds me every single time I went to the doctors in college and it was always high blood pressure. They always tell me that. I was like, oh, it might be just because it's college. But now I'm not in college. I'm like, oh, maybe I might have high blood pressure or something um so it might be and then i also remember like another time i went to the doctors they're like oh yeah it might be some hypertension like like you hypertension hypertension yeah yeah they use that word specifically Mm -hmm. and so uh on my on my little patient first like information slip saying oh you came to visit there was high blood pressure here some like remedies to like improve upon it and so A was get more exercise, B, change your diet. <laughs> Neither of those things are happening, but. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should start eating more fruits and vegetables then. <laughs> wow. I mean, so, all right, screw the matrix. Welcome to the first episode of Where's the High Blood Pressure? Oh my gosh. Hey, this is bad. This is bad news. <laughs> you got to find two new co-hosts. Yeah, so yeah, I'm like, oh, maybe we're we're both getting to that age in our young, tw- <laughs> literally At young 20. The old age of 22, we both have high blood pressure. 22, 23, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think we should, uh, we should, 
<laughs> we should document our uh, high blood pressure journey. We should. We long, should do like we should do like every week. Goes. Yeah, mm-hmm. every week we'll do like an over under thing. They'll bet on our blood pressure. So like at the end of the week we'll weigh in, quote unquote, but like actually test our blood pressure, and then whoever gets it close enough wins a prize. So like <laughs> let's say, you know, I I guess yours would be like oh one thirty over eighty. If you have something close to that, I win a prize. I think we should start that. Or do so like an high- insta poll. Who's so going to have higher- a lower blood pressure this week? Okay. So isn't it the higher the number? So like whatever, whatever number over 80, isn't 80 like the base? No, I think 60 is the base. Uh, wait. Yeah. Like- normal. Nor- oh, wait. Yeah. It, you know, it is 80 actually. Normal okay. is less than 120 and less than 180. Or no, excuse me, 80. Uh, okay because so i think mine was like at 140 <laughs> 140 that's higher than mine mine was like 130 but then it was over 88 which was also another problem uh, i don't remember but I, I do remember it was not 120 <laughs> <laughs> dude we could we could actually help ourselves we could say this podcast could save us if we just if we just try to get the lower one each week if people vote <laughs> yeah you know what I mean? We can make this yeah. really interactive. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's that's totally such a odd coincidence that you put high blood pressure. That, um, I, you never told me that. Like this most oh. recent time back then, you never said high blood pressure. I would have remembered that. Oh, dang. been like, wow, Alex, get get your act together. And then here I am <laughs> with the same illness. Yeah. Oh, you should uh, you should limit your alcohol intake too, Mason. I don't know about that. I don't think alcohol has anything to do with blood pressure. <laughs> Maybe kidney failure, sure. Um, wow, that was literally like a Doctor Oz episode or something. We we, we did like twenty minutes. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, but right. anyway, all right, moving the on. Next moving on. Segment for full disclosure. The next thing we have to talk about is our music producer. Shout out, Music Andy, aka maybe blue did i get that i got that right yep yeah maybe blue uh we are huge fans of his he did our theme music um intro and outro so if you like that even if you don't like it go check him out on spotify he's on spotify i think he's on um he's on instagram go follow him there but he just put out a new single called good friend um i use this to plank a lot um Mm. when i do plank which is like once a year so I listen to that and it really gets me pumped up. Good electronic beat towards the end. Uh, Alex, what'd you think of that? Yeah, I, I like, I like maybe blues music. Um, I don't know his, uh, his, I think it was a different vibe from his other song poolside. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was much more, I guess, faster beat. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I also like it. I, um, freaked out when he uh first released it too because like every single like he also does sound cloud music and then he also has like i think he had another track not on his spotify which is also really good on his youtube i think um i can't remember specifically where but yeah all his music he produces is so good um and yeah definitely worth a listen i think it's a very like it's not like genre specific his uh his music can fit anybody i think yeah he's all over the place but in a good way i think he's <laughs> he's very just multi-talented he can do he can play with anything and make it work so mm-hmm. yeah yes. he 
he's such a good guy. I mean, he literally did our intro and we had very specific instructions. Do you remember like all the way back then? Do you remember what we said? I remember. So- <laughs> I remember. Can you reveal it right now? What we-, we we shifted. It was like classical. And then for some reason, I was like, trop- I was like, we should shift it to tropical EDM. <laughs> I, I had and, no and then what it was there's, either. There's another verse too. There was like a third verse. So we had three different types of the uh, the song. And Andy, just like uh, like as talented as he is, he made three great tracks. And we just went yep. up the tropical. We, we ended up on this one. But it, it, yeah. yeah, it combined both of our music tastes perfectly. So I wanted like this old-timey ragtime piano. Mm-hmm. You know, they used to play at saloons and stuff. And then Alex wanted like something brand new. So it's like the two polar opposites of, of music <laughs> and yeah. music. Andy, as we call him, brought them together. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I just love the intro. Most intros yeah. I skip to podcasts. But when I listen to this podcast to hear my own voice, because, you know, I'm egotistical. I really don't skip the intro. I play it all the way through. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe we'll release uh, a track. <laughs> you and yeah. me. Um, yeah we'll we'll try the same thing classical with a blend of tropical edm (laughs) that would get us kicked off spotify (laughs) all right so that is all we have for full disclosures now this sponsor section is all over the place we usually don't have people who sponsor this podcast but there was an exception today apparently and I, I don't know. I didn't handle this at all. Lil Nas X sent us an email and he said, guys, I really love the Matrix. I want to be a sponsor of this episode. <laughs> I was like, well, I, I don't know. We usually don't do people. Last time we did, it was like Travis Scott way back in the summer. I don't know. And his burger, <laughs> you know, it wasn't that good. And Lil Nas X was like, I have to get on there. I will pull my new album off of every streaming platform if you don't put me a sponsor. So we had to. We had to put him as a sponsor. So here he is, our first sponsor today, Lil Nas X. Now, <laughs> there has been some strife between <laughs> Alex, my co-host. <sighs> I, 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 threw, I threw in, we were on the phone, and I threw in the name Lil Nas X. I said, oh, I've been listening to him a lot. He's a great artist, all this stuff. I don't maybe agree with his personal stuff, but whatever. He, Alex said to me, Oh, Lil Nas X. I don't listen to him. He's, he no. I don't. I don't listen to him. It's because I. I only know like one, one or maybe two songs of him. I just know Old Town Row like specifically, and then uh, I don't know like. Well, the second one is like his like more recent ones. Oh yeah, I think it's called Montero. Montero. Yeah. Well, I think that's his real name. But 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 my thing is, there was so much slander. (laughs) I did. I did not slander him. You said and you you said and I quote, yeah, I don't listen to him. Yeah, I don't listen to him. (laughs) Who doesn't listen to Lil Nas X? He's literally one of the best performers out there right now. He's better than like Billie Eilish and uh, who else? Louis Capaldi. I mean, I don't even know. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, but Lil Nas X is not one of my go-to artists to listen to music. He just but, ha- he hasn't stuck on to me. But he has because after this little phone conversation and I flamed and gaslighted Alex 
for not listening to Lil Nas X. I saw the next day on Spotify that Alex listened to Industry Baby, which is the new single from Lil Nas X. Now, what did you think of that one? It was good. I mean, like nothing like crazy. It's it was a good song. Crazy. It's a good song. Yeah. Lil Nas X literally sponsored us. And this is what <laughs> you have to say about him. He has good. I mean, like that song was good. Um, but like, it, it's not like anything stellar for me to like listen all the time. Do you listen to it all the time? I listen to it. All right. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. When Montero came out, I put it on repeat four days. It was the only song I listened to. Four days was Montero. Then Industry Baby came out mm-hmm. and I go for runs and stuff. Guess what I listened to? Industry Baby on repeat. Industry Baby on repeat. But wow. I have to make I have to make an MP3 file where it skips over Jack Harlow's verse in it. Because Jack, Jack Harlow, Harlow has a verse in it, and I hate Jack Harlow. So I need to make an MP3 where it's just Lil Nas X's verses. Why do you not like Jack Harlow? Jack Harlow, he's a degenerate. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, it's hard to explain. It's really hard to explain. Do, does he have a song of Industry Baby without Jack Harlow? Do you know? Yeah, he did um, What's Poppin'. With, oh. uh, it's like, hey, brand new hip. Brand new whip, just brand new whip. Yeah, I don't know what I, it is. I, it was you've heard, heard of that. I've heard of that song. Yeah, you you've you've had to have heard it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard it. It's um, it's that is a good song. I just don't like Jack Harlow's vibe. If that makes any sense. Mm. Yeah, I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. He's just like, he's more. I don't know. I don't know how to describe him. I I just don't like Jack Harlow. It's the same way with Steph Curry. I think it's just. Kind of like, <laughs> Jack Harlow is the Steph Curry of, of pop right now. I really do think um, he just gives me a bad vibe. But anyway, but I won't go too far deep into Jack Harlow. Maybe I'll do a separate episode just by myself. Um, but just J- J- lambasting Jack- and defaming Jack Harlow. We should have him on the show. We should have yeah, him we, on. WTA. If we, if we can pull the strings, then yeah, let's we do can it. pull any string. Literally, no, Lil Nas X sponsored us. We can do anything. <laughs> um. I did, right, have to, move on. I did have to say the song that's what I want from Lil Nas X is what uh yeah that's what I want has been my go-to song for Lil Nas X. All right, can I be honest with you? You don't like it. I haven't heard it. Wow, so you're fake. <laughs> <laughs> you're raving about Lil Nas X, but you haven't heard the song That's What I Want. Wow, right. this is oh. interesting. The other song that I knew of Lil Nas X was Holiday. That's what it was. I haven't heard that one either. So you're fake. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think you're listening to the right stuff. I don't even oh. know. I didn't even know. I'm going on Spotify right now. Holiday came out a while ago. Well, not a while ago. Probably like less than a year ago. But Holiday. Oh, wait. Yeah, I didn't like that one. That was the one on TikTok for a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was all right. I was but... not impressed by that one. But yeah, Industry Baby, Montero, Old Town Road, Old Town Road remix with Billy Ray Cyrus. Good stuff. I'll have to listen to That's What I Want. Maybe that'll be my new repeat song. Mm-hmm. Um, Old Town Road. That's I, I know that song because I was just on the radio all oh, you couldn't the time. Escape. Yeah, you could yeah. not escape it. Yeah, it was just on repeat all the time. But it's catchy. And then um, 
Yeah, with uh, what's his face, Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus, baby. Yeah, uh, he made a he made a comeback on that song. <laughs> Alrighty, moving on to our second sponsor of the day, uh, HBO Max. Um, HBO Max, as some of you guys may know, it's a, another streaming platform. Um, in the world of streaming subscription services <laughs> uh, with like, you know, their own signature shows, movies. Um, they do have a lot of blockbuster movies on there. And then as well as uh, special releases of movies. And so like when we watch Mortal Kombat and then also Godzilla versus King Kong, we didn't watch them in the uh, movie theater. We actually watched it on HBO Max. Um, and so we want to shout out HBO Max because I recently just got HBO Max because there was a six month um, promotion. Uh, it started, I don't know when it started, but I got it last month. And so original price is $14.99 a month. And so the promotion that is happening for when I signed up was six months <clears throat> from the day I start and it's only $7.50 a month. And so I signed up for the uh, the six month promotion, and so far I've been enjoying it. I've watched uh, what was it three movies so far? This uh, this movie Matrix, um, San Andreas with The Rock in it. That was an okay mm. movie. And then what was the other movie? Uh, that um, I don't even know. oh 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 Speed Speed oh yeah 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 Speed yeah. So yeah, I watched those three movies. Um, and then, yeah, they also have a bunch of cool shows that I just recently just uh, browsed around. And so yeah, I, I've been definitely getting my money's worth so far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I've always been on the HBO Max bandwagon. I was actually the driver of the bandwagon because I've been with it since the start. I've always said it's the best streaming service. They have the best premium stuff. So I, to be honest with you, I am one of those people that does not play around with TV and movies. Like if it's bad, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch. I have a limited number of minutes on this planet, especially now with this high blood pressure diagnosis. I got to watch <laughs> only the creme de la creme of stuff. And that's where HBO Max comes in because they only have quality movies and TV shows. Like I just wa I watched... Um, the movie they got watch, Space man. Jam too, don't they? Sp Space Jam: A New Legacy, the best movie yeah. of the year, possibly the century. Oh god, was on HBO Max. Look, I'm just gonna read out the the same day release. Look at this: Godzilla v Kong. We watched that. The Suicide Squad. I watched that on HBO Max. Great superhero movie. We should probably do a review on that. Honestly, um, mm. you would like that. But they've got you know the new Conjuring movie, Dune which I'm very excited. I'll probably watch that one in theaters. Um, the new Wonder Woman movie, you know, uh, uh, Matrix Resurrections is coming out mm -hmm. this December and it's going to be on HBO Max. So like I would, I, me personally, I would go to the movies to see those, but if you don't have a chance to do so, HBO Max is the perfect way to do it. So, and I mean, HBO Max is like the first place when I boot up my Roku and my TV, I automatically go to HBO Max. That's what I do. Um, not to say that other streaming services aren't bad. It's just HBO Max is better. I've been watching Doom Patrol. That's a good show. Uh, I watched the show Watchmen. I finished that the other week. That was pretty good. 
Actually, very good. Probably one of the best shows ever. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. HBO Max, that's where it's at. Do they have mm-hmm. a slogan? Like, uh, like HBO Max blank. I don't think so. I do we'll like their one. colorway. What? I do like their colorway. <laughs> you like the what? The colorway. It's like a bluish, blue, purple, pinkish uh, gradient. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, the thing is other streaming services already took the other colors. Like Netflix is red. Right. Blue is green. Disney Plus is blue. Peacock. Yeah. I don't know what the funk is going on over there. <laughs> Rainbow of colors. They don't count. They don't count. Is Peacock even a real thing? I, I really don't think it's a real thing. I don't know anyone who uses it. Probably like <laughs> a boomer. I think there's probably boomers that use it. Peacock. I, I do have to say, so my my uh like the golf golf podcast i wa- uh listen to they um they're like always watching golf whenever possible and like golf has been put on peacock now huh. um cuz it's like an nbc thingy right and golf is normally yeah. on nbc but like if it's not being played during like regular uh airtime um, you have to get the golf coverage on Peacock, which is so weird because you have to I, like no one really uses Peacock. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess Peacock is really more of like a sports thing, like NBC sports yeah. ties into it. So I feel like that's who watches it. Uh-huh. But like, I don't know of any like originals. I don't know what they ha- I know they have the office. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really care either. <laughs> True. Um, but right. yeah, so that's HBO Max. Thank you for sponsoring. Now. Somebody put Drake as the third sponsor. You, you, you put Drake. <laughs> I maybe did that. But so I don't know if you've had the same experience, Alex, but I've been on Instagram and I get memes, you know, that show up. Yeah. And these Drake memes are absolutely hilarious. So I'm going to I'm just going to say some and I'm going to, you know, just follow along. All right. OK, OK, OK. Drake is the type of dude to say night night, don't let the bed bugs bite to his homies at the sleepover. <laughs> is it, is it I, so basically I don't even know what this like like here's another one. Drake, the type of guy to roll his eyes and say, Oh brother, when he finds something inconvenient or unfunny. Like they're just random. Oh, this is the best one. This is one of my favorites. Drake, the type of chum to yell zinger after he gets roasted. <laughs> what? Drake, the <laughs> what? Drake, the type of dude say me 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 when he snores. <laughs> That's supposed to imply. <laughs> I don't know who's making these, but they're... are these memes supposed to be like, oh, Drake is like a loser or something yeah yeah it's like drake is a loser <laughs> he's like a sad sack of a life like he's just he's like a nerd kind of i just love it i love it keep them coming please whoever is listening to this i don't know you know just please keep making those drake memes that's all i had to it was just like my feed on instagram was just flooded with these drake memes all of a sudden <laughs> you're just absolutely hilarious especially the snoring one i i was dying i think maybe, i said you maybe. i don't maybe, maybe, maybe i did maybe i didn't <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh i that's so it's good it's too good um <laughs> wait wait 
Drake is me. Drake is a well-known artist. Why are people bashing on him? I th- he's like I, he's like one of the S tier artists in our generation. That's debatable. <laughs> you don't like them. I he's fine. I think Certified Lover Boy is trash. Oh, I, I still haven't like listened thing. to it. I still he, haven't listened to it. He has he sold out. I think. I don't think he just puts he. he it's almost like somebody recorded him rapping right before uh-huh. he went to sleep. <laughs> That's what I think. I don't know. He's just so out of it. He's just not. He he doesn't pour his heart into it. At least say what you will about Kanye. At least he pours his heart into it. Like Donda was also trash, but it's slightly better trash. Mm. Like I would if if this was trash that was in my trash can, I would still pick like food out of it. Leftover food need it. But like Drake's trash, I would not touch. So that's my that's my professional opinion. I'm not a music reviewer. Okay. Um, where's the music? <laughs> where's the music? <laughs> um, you know we what? Talk about Lil Nas X the whole time. <laughs> Lil Nas X, yeah. People get bored of it real quick. Um, Alrighty, let's actually talk about the movie for this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, what what the heck? What is this movie? What? We're about 25 minutes in. We haven't talked about the podcast, the actual podcast. <laughs> you know, this is this is life. You know, sometimes you go in, in corners that you don't necessarily expect to go, but this is it. You just go with the flow, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So right. the matrix. Oh, do you I mean I would uh I can uh, I can lead it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. I know I you like... had some confusion, so I wanted to settle the the plot on air yeah but after watching a bunch of youtube videos i understand the plot more oh i okay, think good well maybe i think we i can like, like have these we'll go have i think i was like too busy writing notes that i like miss key details so <laughs> i was yeah, like yeah i mean i had the same things, I had to, like, things are just not because... adding up yeah i was like do i want to go back and rewind but i didn't i was like i'm just gonna keep on watching <laughs> <laughs> that was your downfall yeah <laughs> all right go ahead all right, so The Matrix came out in 1999, which was one of those movie years that was like lightning in a bottle. You had, I think it was uh, Fight Club. I think it was, you know, this movie. It was The Phantom Menace. It was all these different movies just culminating in one historic movie year. So 99 was a really big one. And The Matrix just came out of nowhere. It was these directors, uh, the Wachowski brothers, who are now the Wachowski sisters. And they really... Uh, just put pedal to the metal. They made something new. They made something exciting. This spawned a brand new franchise. Uh, the Matrix franchise is still alive and well today. That's why we're getting a sequel 20-some years later. So it just really shows that I think... Here's my personal... Here's my personal... Uh, not Vendetta. Here's my personal opinion on this movie. I feel like maybe not... May, as far as action movies or even just movies in general, there's before the matrix and after the matrix because when this movie came along there was nothing like it absolutely nothing like it and then you just get these crazy scenes where people are be- being you know you can punch through a brick wall and nothing happens and you can dodge bullets and you can jump off buildings and do all this crazy stuff it makes you question reality itself no other movie has come close to that maybe like inception interstellar those movies like that but the matrix was the first to do it so you can kind of at least action-wise, split it before and after Matrix. So this is like the Jesus of the movie timeline. 
Like we base our timeline off of Jesus before Christ and after whatever AD, <laughs> this is Jesus, which I'll also get into the religious overtones of this movie as well. But the matrix 99 came out full fledged. We got Neo, which is played by our boy, Keanu Reeves, baby. He is, I think his acting improved from speed. I don't know about you. Um, I think oh, his acting yeah. was just spot on in this. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, just like the the just from the viewer, we're going through this whole matrix process through his eyes, kind of, because mm-hmm. he doesn't know what's going on either. Um, so there's Neo. You, I mean, just a classic character. And then you got Morpheus, another classic character played by Lawrence Fishburne. Just a cool guy. He delivers most of the exposition. He kind of explains what the matrix is. He's the famous guy, red pill, blue pill. He's the guy with the glasses that don't have the side, which I totally want. <laughs> rock those glasses. I was so jealous the whole movie. Um, you know, and then you've got Trinity played by Carrie Ann Moss, a total baddie, a total baddie. I forgot when I watched this movie at 13, just what a baddie Trinity was. Um, so yeah, Carrie Ann Moss, she's like also been in the Matrix, which we'll explain in a little bit. She's been in there for quite a while and she kind of knows the world too. But Morpheus also brought her in. Um, so that's like kind of the main, the three main characters. They're like the Holy Trinity, pun intended, of this movie franchise. <laughs> so then you've got Agent Smith, who talks like this, Mr. Anderson. I am Agent Smith. He just talks like that. He's very weird. He's a weird villain because he's just very generic white guy. Um, Agent Smith played by Hugo Weaving, who famously played Elrond in Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. So he's definitely a legend on the screen. But I don't know. He it, it was borderline like, I don't know, just the, the intensity Hugo brought to this role just really made it stand out. And then you have other characters like Cypher, who is also in the crew. He's kind of like the he's like the weasel kind of like he sells out the crew. Um but yeah, so and then you have just the other crew members that I don't really want to go into, but Alex can if he wants to. You um, forgot the the coolest character ever, Mouse. <laughs> Mouse? Oh yeah, Mouse, the anorexic wish version of Justin Bieber. Yeah. Uh, crew members. Um, he's just another crew member. <laughs> yeah, crew members. Uh, they didn't really. Their their roles in the movie wasn't like super specific. They're kind of just side characters that which is yeah which is okay they have some supporting role like we got this guy tank he has a supporting role and then uh we mentioned cypher he's a traitor of the group um apoc doesn't say much probably has like two lines in the movie i thought his name was Uh, tupac apoc oh okay apoc uh mouse mouse has like three lines in the movie (laughs) switch uh there's this girl named switch um yeah she doesn't say much she uh she does have this one cool scene um and then dozer dozer is like tank's older brother who gets like killed and he doesn't do much hey spoilers spoilers dozer why why would you make this crew and not really put them in but then again i can see why they just want to focus on the main character they each had their purpose so it was kind of yeah um Uh but but yeah, so those are the, the main characters kind of that's all they're really, we really want to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also have like the other agents, too, but they're like henchmen. Um, mm-hmm. So the Matrix itself. Now, I'm going to let you explain it, too. 
because it is confusing. And you did watch videos. I'm just going you, on. It. You explained it first. All right. Yeah. And, and then just back me up. So the mm-hmm. matrix is based on simulation theory, which has gained a lot of traction in recent years, especially. So it was kind of like on the fringe. And then the matrix came out and people were like, well, what if that is real? So the simulation theory basically is our life, our whole life, earth, the air we breathe, the burgers we eat, Elsa Jean, everything in this life is fake. All right. It is. so. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all it fake. Threw me off. <laughs> it's all fake. <laughs> Everything's okay. fake in this life. All right. Okay. Nothing is real. And the, the, the reasoning behind it is because we created AI, which is artificial intelligence, and they have created this false reality that we live in. That's kind of what simulation theory is. And that's also what the matrix deals with. But it just adds a little bit more lore to it. So the matrix in the movie, the matrix is where earth as we know, it has been destroyed. Um, So basically the machines rose up kind of like a Terminator situation where the machines rose up and the artificial intelligence became sentient. And they basically wiped out humans because, well, humans did it to themselves because they were geniuses. They're like, well, if the if the artificial intelligence runs on solar power, then we'll just block out the sun. That way they'll all die. Guess what else needs solar power, idiots? Humans. I mean, come on. We need that, the sun to grow. So anyway, humans basically make themselves become extinct, which is a whole other theory about, you know, climate change and what that what humans are doing to the environment right now. So that's also kind of another, you know, socio-political thing that the movie talks about but yeah so now humans are forced to live underground the few humans left because the machines and artificial intelligence has completely ravaged the surface of the earth i mean there's nothing hospitable i think some nukes went off like nukes were thrown and just no humans can live up top the year the actual year is close to the year 2199 so it is set in the future but the experiences and just the the way that of life that neo our main character lives through is set in the year 1999 which was the present when this movie came out um so that's kind of what the artificial intelligence has created they've created this world and how are they having power well i'll tell you so the artificial intelligence has started to grow humans and now humans are basically like plants and they grow up in these little pods and then they basically use the humans to convert them into energy. So now, basically, Morpheus says in the movie, humans are now basically just batteries for the artificial intelligence. And so that's kind of where everyone is basically plugged into the matrix. And so every human, every human that's born, born, I say, quote unquote, because we're actually just planted and you know harvested. Every human is plugged into the matrix and they are living a false reality. So right now, this podcast could be artificial intelligence. We could just be talking and this doesn't exist. That's the beauty of simulation theory. You cannot disprove it. It's a very thought pondering thing. I don't know what you thought about it, but that's basically the matrix in a nutshell. Did I leave anything else out? Did you want to add anything or? Um, no, uh, pretty much. Yeah, so AI from 1999, if it was still when I from a 
like something I thought of like back in the day, if if AI was as intense as it was in back 1999, just imagine what AI would be now. Mm-hmm. Good point. Well, that's why <laughs> I'm excited for even Matrix Resurrection. Crazier. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then like, I, I mean, I don't know much about AI or anything in that like field. Um, but from what I know is like, it's just machines like learning by themselves. And so, yeah, the machines have taken over the world. And so now the humans or some, the remaining of the humans and then the other biological made humans are in the matrix. And so, yeah, they all live in like these little egg pod things. Mm -hmm. And they're all bald and they're all strapped up. (laughs) Uh, What else? Um, Yeah. And they're just like sleeping the whole time. And then until they like somehow wake up, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. So really just thought provoking stuff. I mean, Mm -hmm. the simulation theory, like I said, was kind of not mainstream until this movie came out. And then after this, everyone's like, oh, well, what if we're in the Matrix? And the beauty of it is you cannot disprove it. (laughs) <laughs> so now i'm slowly starting to believe that we are a simulation that we are in the matrix but i don't know just some things just don't make sense i don't know i don't, I don't know, know. What you think but oh i do have to say like when i was watching youtube videos like the people that were explaining it was just like yeah there's a lot of philosophy like philosophical theories and like c- connections to this movie which like is way beyond of like the connections i made um but if you're really into that stuff, then The Matrix is probably uh, something you would like thoroughly enjoy because it kind of just relates to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, so I guess bef- <laughs> so that's kind of the plot of the movie. Now, I want to go- I want to take a few steps back. Alex, what was your was this your first viewing or what have you seen this before? What was your initial like what's your experience with The Matrix? Yeah. Um, so I didn't know uh, the Matrix, uh, like what the plot was exactly. I just thought it was like a computer hacking movie. Um, from what I've like seen, like few images or whatever, like video snippets. Because like when I heard of the Matrix, that was like when I was young, so I didn't know any like really recall what was the Matrix. Um, I think I like saw it on TV once, but wasn't really watching it um and so obviously this is not really computer hacking it's it's totally totally different (laughs) um from what i imagined um and then i i do know like they had multiple movies um like there's that new one coming out uh but i i didn't like follow any of the uh the movies i didn't like this is my first time watching the matrix too so uh that like that's like pretty much my background um but besides the one thing i figured out was like the song one of the songs that they have it's called club to death for some reason i know that song from somewhere else not from the matrix i don't know it's a it's it's a very catchy song um when they play it and like it just brought back my memory of like wait i've heard this song before um it's it was for me noticeable but when when i talked to mason about it mason was like oh i didn't notice that like i don't know if it's like super mainstream or not but for some reason i i remember it somewhere but i can't pinpoint where (laughs) yeah i mean that's what i like about this podcast is like he can pick up things that i don't because like that song just kind of went 
past me. I mean, I, I didn't really have anything identifiable with it, but yeah, he was like, Oh yeah, I heard this song before. I, I don't know where it was from. And I was like, yeah, Oh, okay. Like, I'm glad that <laughs> spoke out to you. kind of. Like you had that connection to it, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of jealous that you didn't know what this movie was about. Uh-huh. I am because like this, this movie is so much in popular culture. Like everybody knows this is almost like one of those movies where everyone knows about it. Like, Oh, I am your father. Like everybody knows that. And like, everybody knows the matrix. So I'm kind of glad that you went in it with like fresh eyes, like mm-hmm. almost as if you were watching it for the first time when it came out in 99. So the, I'm, I don't I'm have to jealous say about that. Yeah. The one thing I would say when I like saw this on TV, when I was young was just like, the uh the what is that move where he like dodges the bullets when he's just like bending backwards what's that what's that move called like it's like Um, a dance isn't it it's a dance yeah it's like it's that dance where you you like the bar and then you go yeah Yeah. i don't know what that's called i don't know either it's probably called like the neo or something (laughs) the neo (laughs) um Um, yeah yeah but yeah i do maybe I never made that connection that that's where the dance came from. Like that. I know exactly what dance you're talking about. Like you go back to the floor. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like everyone's lined up and you have to like bend backwards. Cause the, the bar gets lower and lower. Oh, <laughs> no. like limbo. limbo. That's what it was. <laughs> okay. All right. I was like, I thought wait. you were talking about like, you just like put your hands back, you bend backwards and then you put your hands on the floor. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> See now, <laughs> I was thinking of limbo the whole time. I could not remember what that was called when I was watching the movie. I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, I've seen this limbo move before on TV when I was when I saw this when I was young. Uh, but <laughs> wait, so do you, for the record, for the record, do you think limbo came from the Matrix? Uh, no. For the record, <laughs> just straight real answer. I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Limo definitely came first. They've been playing that for like hundreds of years. And <laughs> I just remember doing Limbo at school. <laughs> Limbo was invented in 99, right after this movie came out. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's but my yeah, exposure I, um, of The Matrix. I just know that The Matrix has that Limbo move. <laughs> yeah. So tying it back. Yeah. I, um, I, I watched this movie when I was 13 or so. And I just remember having never seen anything like it, but I had, I, I, it was in my mind, like I knew what it was about. You know, I knew everything about it. I just ne- had never seen it. So um, I'm glad I watched it again now because I, I have just like a new appreciation for it. I noticed more things. I was deeper in it. Like when they, when they put out a, the trailer for the new one, I was like, okay, I'll watch it. You know, I might watch it on HBO Max or whatever. But now after watching The Matrix again, the original, I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch it in theaters. You know, I just, it's, it's going to be epic, I think. So like it just, watching it again with fresh eyes at an older age, almost 10 years later. Oh, good grief. Wow. 10 years later. But yeah, it's, um, it's definitely a standout. So this is, this is my kind of second, but almost first viewing, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, now we got personal experience. Now we got the plot down. Time to dig into the action, my friend. So let's look at the... <clears throat> let's, oh, wait. You listed here. I didn't even right. mention. Four Oscars? Yeah, four Oscars. Wowie zowie. I mean, it, it deserves all of them. I'm assuming they were mostly technical, right? 
uh i don't know that's what the youtube said <laughs> the video said yeah this video had like four oscars it was one of the more like successful higher gener- generating in- uh revenue movies at the time and so and it like was up to par to like the the other movies back in the late 90s and so it was just like one of its kind that's a good point i like how you mm-hmm. mentioned that because a lot of Oscars are just like pretentious dramas, uh-huh. you know, like they're all probably British, you know, just random drama stuff. But the fact that a mm-hmm. sci-fi movie like this got so many Oscars is, is a good sign mm-hmm. for movies. So, mm-hmm. yeah, let's dig into the action. So the first action scene, we start off, we don't even start off with Neo. We start off with Trinity, actually, and she's on the run from somebody. Uh, this is being Agent Smith. I guess we should talk about Agent Smith. Agent Smith is... Not really a person, but it's more of a, a a construct of the Matrix itself. So Agent Smith, quote unquote, is just kind of just the bad guy. There are these squid things that live in the actual Matrix, like the real world. And they kind of want to get rid of They're They're not actually squids. They're like robots. They're artificial intelligence. And they want to get rid of all outside humans that are resisting against their artificial intelligence. And so they are kind of put into the matrix. They're plugged in so that, you know, if you're in the matrix and you find out about the matrix, you don't tell everybody and get everybody in a frenzy. They basically want to, um, they want to get crowd control basically is what it is. And they also have another motive and the other main motive. I don't know if you call it this, Alex is. So there's one city left in the entire real world where humans can live peacefully and the artificial intelligence does not know where it is. It's revealed that it's in like the core, almost to the core of the planet earth. Um, Cause like there's so much radiation and stuff at the top, they can't live. So they have to live underground, but that's where the last hope of civilization for humans is. And it's called Zion. Another, oh. um, but that, so basically Agent Smith, quote unquote, they want to find Zion to eradicate all outside humans. So these humans are living free. They're not under the slavery of the AI. And so the AI is like, yeah, we got to squash these humans that are trying to, you know, get live free, live autonomously. And so that's like one of the driving forces of Agent Smith. Agent Smith is trying to find Morpheus, who's one of the few people who knows where Zion is. Um, he has like the codes or whatever to get there. So that's kind of the main the gps codes <laughs> yeah the gps yeah he's got the last known gps to man he said it's give me the co- he was huh? like give me the codes i was like what codes <laughs> yeah like you can't just like give directions like oh turn right at the jersey <laughs> turnpike and then you know take go take down left five thousand feet take left at this layer of the earth and take right at this layer of the earth <laughs> yeah it should be pretty simple <laughs> you should <laughs> It'll be a 20 minute drive, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll make it there. Maybe stop at a McDonald's on the way. Um, but yeah, Ima- so the first imaginary is running McDonald's. away from Agent Smith. This is mm-hmm. our first. We don't really know what's going on yet, but it's revealed that she's inside the Matrix, which is where we live, technically, if you want to get into it. Um, that's where we live. So she's like trying to find someone. Now, the person she's trying to find turns out to be Neo uh, because he is the chosen one, just like Anakin Skywalker or Jesus Christ, you know, just one of these all inspiring people. 
And so Agent Smith, there's a lot of gunplay in this scene. It's very chaotic. Um, I don't remember the music, but I'm assuming it's very techno and very cool. Um, it's dark outside and they're in this like decrepit. It almost, uh, I got to say, it almost looked like Gotham City. Oh, like yeah. Decrepit, dark looking city. They're in an alleyway with a phone booth. There's a tank, like one of those tanker trucks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't remember. What did I write down? I wrote. Oh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll let you get into this one because I, I'm assuming you like this part. This, you just want me to talk about the whole part? Yeah, okay. because I okay. want to I, I see what you think about it first. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so she's like trying to communicate with Neo on this computer. Um, so she's like sending messages to Neo's computer who Neo is like asleep at the time. Or they, I'm pretty sure the, the scene goes like back and forth. Um, but yeah, she's in this like super dark room um obviously doing stuff that she's not supposed to and we have the uh agent smith and like his team of like police officers uh walking up the stairs to to this like dark room that she's hacking in and they find her and she like immediately like stops what she's doing and she starts embracing the the guys who are there to take her down um and her she has uh i don't think i can't remember she has any weapons on her in this first scene but what she does is just like goes ham and like beats up all these police officers it's so cool um like the first moves that she does is like she breaks this uh one of the officers like wrist like it's so like it's right there in your face that like the wrist is just broken <laughs> um she like takes it and like bends it like I, I can't even describe it but like so far out that it, it just like shivered me <laughs> and then she like uh punches the guy in the face and so it breaks his nose obviously and then yeah she's just like running around this whole room um there's this little camera angle where it goes into like slow-mo and she's like doing this like jump crane kick type of thing um and the camera like just pans like 360 around her and but it's like in slow-mo and like the music kind of just like slops or slows down a little goes like two um but yeah that that was super cool and like that was uh like the opening scene like I'm probably not describing it as much as I want to but it's just like a scene you have to watch because it's like so much is happening at the time that um it's just so cool to watch but the that the the opening scene of the slow-mo camera um was something that really stood out yeah i mean that's that's the that's something that this movie does really well it just has these action scenes that are so unique like nothing else did this at the time like a slow-mo so she kicks up in the air and then kicks the guy but it's like slow-mo 360 nobody did that it would Mm -hmm. just be like quick or like a shaky cam you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so I, I just yeah, I love this scene. Like the fact that Shrek parodied this in the same year with Fiona. Remember oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's, the, it's a parody of this. Like that just shows <laughs> Shrek is the ultimate. Like if you if you got a parody by Shrek, I mean, that's like <laughs> the ultimate gold seal of approval, I think. But yeah, I mean, this is just a, an iconic scene going down in the history books. So, yeah, that's kind of our first action scene where you know, it just shows what the rest of the movie holds. Um, so then Trinity eventually escapes after she kicks, you know, she parkours 
and she jumps across a building that would not be humanly possible. So the audience at this point is going, all right, is, is she like a superhero or what's going on? Because the audience is still unaware, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so and then Agent Smith shows up and he jumps across the building after her. There's a lot of roof jumping and the other cops are like, what the? And then Trinity runs into this phone booth right before this tanker truck hits the phone booth. And we think she gets crushed, but then she actually answers the phone and gets disappeared. She nowhere to be found. And I was kind of like, oh, where'd she go? You know, but we do find out. Um, so then it cuts to Neo. So now this is just kind of like a debrief of the scene. So Neo is just kind of in his apartment. He's looking for someone, a.k.a. Morpheus. Um, there's a lot of exposition in between this and the next action scene. There's a lot. So we've already described pretty much what happened. So. Basically, the most famous scene probably is when Morpheus is in this old ramshackle house. I don't know what you would call it. I guess a manor or something. And it's in the middle of the city. And Neo shows up and Morpheus holds out two pills. He's like, okay, you can take this blue pill. and Forget this ever happened. Or you can take this red pill and you can join me down the rabbit hole that is the Matrix. Because Neo has been starting to get intel that maybe life as we know it is not real. And so, of course, to set this movie all off, he takes the red pill. And so Morpheus unplugs him from the Matrix and explains all the stuff we explained earlier about the plot, how AI took over. And we get to see it through Neo's eyes. So now Neo, he wakes up and now he's inside of this pod. Um, And we're like, what? And I I, I honestly (laughs) did not need to see hairless Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I'm so yeah, he was uh he was baldy. <laughs> Mr. He Clean was... looking. Um, but yeah, like just completely hairless in this goo, this pink slime all over him. It's really weird and disgusting, but cool. Um, mm-hmm. then he gets sucked out and then he gets sent to the ship that Morpheus, Trinity, and the other crew members are living on called the Nebuchadnezzar, which is a shout out to a yet another biblical reference. Um if you don't know, Nebuchadnezzar was this like general, I think, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, but yeah, he was basically uh, head of this empire back in the day. I think he took down Jerusalem, actually. Um, that's all I remember. But yeah, so uh, just like the mythology of that is kind of woven into this movie. But yeah, so now they're all on the ship and they're all, you know, just saying all this stuff about the Matrix. Like, oh, yeah, I've been here like for however many years. Like we've just grown up in the Matrix. Like there are actually two crew members who don't have the plug in the back of their head. And Neo's like, oh, uh, why don't you have the plug in the back of your head? And the guy, his name is Tank, and his brother Dozer, they're like, oh, well, we were actually born in a city called Zion, and that's where we get introduced to that. Like, they are actually true human beings. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not just grown, you know, out of the ground from AI. And so um, my question is, why weren't, like if they were really trying to save the human race, why weren't Morpheus and Trinity like shacking up? Like I would just be pumping babies out just to help the survival of mankind. You know what I mean? Well, well, Trinity, remember, well, further in the plot, apparently she meets the love of her life, which is the one. You don't have to have love to have a baby. It's really simple. <laughs> uh, in fact, baby. a lot of babies are born not lovingly. <laughs> So, but anyway, back to the plot. So, yeah, so now um, Neo 
is getting these trainings. So they can basically have this ability to plug in like a program almost to any person that's been plugged into the matrix and they are able to learn so that he teaches them. He teaches, excuse me, Morpheus teaches Neo all these fighting techniques like jujitsu and, and Kung Fu and all this different stuff. And that leads us to the next action scene between Neo and Morpheus. So now I love, I just love the setting in this. I love the setting. It's in an old style dojo gave me strong Cobra Kai vibes Mm-hmm. It gave me strong, like Karate Kid. Just the Eastern influences are there. A, a little Kill Bill too. Um, if you, I don't know if you've seen that, Alex, but it's um, that that's like heavily influenced by Eastern culture. So it is really cool. Morpheus and Neo face off, and this is where Neo. It's almost like the Mister Miyagi moment in Karate Kid, where you know Neo doesn't realize his full potential. And so this just leads to one of the best and most iconic action scenes. All of the action scenes are really iconic in this movie. Um, so, so yeah, so Morpheus is like, hit me, hit me as fast as you can. And Neo just throws these amazing, you know, kicks and, and chops and all this stuff. They're doing parkour off the beams on the wall and everything. And, and Morpheus says a few lines that I don't really remember, but they were cool in the moment. Um, I don't know if you wrote any down, but uh, yeah, it was just like, it was just so cool to see these two face off like and then Morpheus ended up teaching Neo that, yeah, you know, it's not just you throw a punch in the air and that's it. Like you can do so much more. You can manipulate your surroundings because Morpheus was like, you think this is air you're breathing right now? Like all of it's fake. So like the fact that the I love the scene where Morpheus is up against the bar and, and Neo is just kind of like punching you know, and, and, and then all of a sudden his arm kind of moves like a time lapse where it's like a bunch of arms punching at the same time. Uh, I thought that was a really clever way to like just show a difference like that had never been done before. You know what I mean? So it's it, I thought that was cool. I don't know what you thought about this scene, but yeah. yeah so um, this is actually so I put this as my favorite part of the movie. Um, this Kung Fu showdown when they're in the just the dojo training um, and like Oh, and then also like the crew members are like, oh my gosh, Morpheus and Neo are fighting. <laughs> for some reason, they just like thought it was like super cool or something. Um, well, to be fair, it was. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was because they they like saw in their little like computer like screen like they were training and sparring together. They were watching but... it on ESPN Plus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and oh uh, yeah, like on their like six inch screen of uh i don't know it's just like like a pda type of screen they're just watching them beat each other up um but yeah yeah this scene was uh so like this is super cool to me um we got to see like the the a lot of like martial arts being taken place because th- uh further in the movie they just like uh re- use the martial arts like over in the different action scenes but like this was like the first scene that we get to see neo um doing the martial arts moves and so like there is like just a bunch of uh like kai jumping around like as like mason said that they were like jumping off the beams of the dojo um yeah neo like runs up on like he actually like runs on a beam like full 90 degrees it's mm-hmm. it i mean obviously it's not humanly possible but um 
like they make it look super cool and then he just like flips over behind morpheus um but then he doesn't really do much because like morpheus is obviously like mr master jedi here um so (laughs) but like yeah throughout this whole scene like morpheus is trying to teach neo like pretty much like uh I, i wrote this in the my notes he was like yeah the rules like in this world can be like broken so like try to like think like what is normal like whatever you think is normal can be like totally changed and so uh he's just like trying to help neo like have that mindset to just think differently um and then he was and like one of the things he was like yeah like stop trying to think that you can hit me and like actually try to hit like actually just do it uh Mm because i think he's just saying like oh neo's just like thinking over like he's taking like whatever the extra time to like actually think this through whereas like he doesn't need to because if he's going to be like one of the badass people in the movie um he just has to go with whatever uh morpheus is trying to train him with but yeah overall this was a super cool scene i i liked all the martial arts like is very Bruce Lee like, um, mm. and so, yeah. And then like, um, both actors like obviously like the flips and stuff. Um, from what I've like researched, was um, some of the moves are pretty like normal of what like they're doing. But then like obviously the high flips and stuff, um, they use just like the wires to like make them jump super high but yeah for the most part the martial arts was all pretty real so yeah i mean remember we watched crouching tiger hidden dragon with uh <laughs> by and 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 turtle and ma turtle ma yeah um but it, it reminded me of that like just the old school kung fu movies like this uh-huh. when people get hit they fly back kind of like they're on wires like that so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it brings in a lot of those eastern influences which i like i mean it's just so cool Mm-hmm. but yeah this was kind of like the yoda and luke skywalker training moment of mm-hmm. this movie like you said you know the jedi and the padawan um but this is kind of teasing the audience that yeah neo is the chosen one because he morpheus is like the, he, morpheus's side of this movie his emotional development is all right i found the chosen one i gotta bring him to the oracle who tells people if they're the chosen one or not right. um and so that's that kind of bridges the gap between the uh, plot wise between this action scene and the next one. So basically, everybody <laughs> goes back into the Matrix, so the fake world, 1999. They go to this apartment complex. They go up the stairs and they see this old woman who's baking cookies. And I, to be honest with you, this was one of the few scenes I actually remembered the first rewatch or the first watch I did. I don't know mm-hmm. what it was about the scene, but like she said. Oh, don't worry about the vase. And he was like, Oh, what vase? And then he and then he just breaks a vase. <laughs> and she saw it coming and he was like, Oh, I'm so sorry about that. She's like, Oh, don't worry about it. I told you not to worry about it. And then she said the question. She was like, Would you have still broken it if I told you about it before? Mm-hmm. And that was like yeah. it, it, again, just more like the moral philo- philosophical type questions that this movie opens up. It's just really good. But yeah, so he goes see and sees the Oracle, and she's like, yeah, you're not the you're not the one. You're not the chosen one. I'm sorry. Cookie <laughs> for the road. Um, and I was kind of, I was like, okay, wh- what kind of movie is like? Isn't he supposed to be told that he is the chosen one, and then he fills the shoes of the chosen one? But he was told he was not the chosen one. She's like, yeah, you're not the one. Um, take a cookie and get out. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was, it was strange. And then, you know, Morpheus is waiting outside in the waiting room and, and Neo's about to tell him the bad news. And Morpheus was like, oh, don't tell me. She told you what you needed to hear. And I was mm-hmm. like, ah, all right, that's pretty cool. Like even Morpheus didn't, didn't know um, what the, what the status was. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so now, now they're all in the matrix and agent Smith is obviously still after them because he wants Zion and to kill the chosen one um, because the chosen one's going to help lead the resistance uh, to destroy the AI. And so, so now this leads to our next action scene where they're kind of um, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're back in the same house, like the safe house where Morpheus showed Neo the pills and did all the exposition and stuff. They're in that same old decrepit house and there's a lot of agent Smith's coming and the, the people on the team, they're like, how did they find us? Well, apparently Cypher, one of the crew members made a deal with agent Smith where, yeah, he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll sell them out. I'll give you Morpheus. If you give me like money, I don't know. I don't know what Mm -hmm. he, you know, the motivation is kind of unclear. He just wanted to like be famous and stuff. And, but I got to say, I got to hand it to Cypher. He's, he's like an underdog in this movie. Um, I don't know what it was about him. He's played by Joe Pantoliano, who was in like the Sopranos and stuff. So if you've seen his other roles, he's very different in this, which I appreciated. Um, He's also in bad boys. He was the chief. I don't know if you've seen that Alex, but but uh, yeah, it, it, he's just a great actor. But yeah, he brought a lot of, of good stuff to this role. But anyway, so yeah, Cypher sold them out. And so Agent Smith, there's a whole bunch of them. They're now at this house and they're all running and trying to get away. Um, this leads to the next action scene where they're kind of hiding in this wall in the bathroom. Like they've all kind of tried to escape to get out of the Matrix and get back to the real world, quote unquote. Um, but Cypher sneezes like they're in between the walls of the house and they're sliding down this very narrow, I don't even know what you would call it. Kind of like a crawlway. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sliding in between the walls and, and Cypher sneezes and, and one of the agents hears it. So he like punches through the wall and then like another, another agent Smith grabs Neo from in the wall and starts like choking him out. Neo kind of likes it. Um, <laughs> Neo is like, Ooh, <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, so, so then now this is probably one of the coolest things. Morpheus just starts screaming. He's like, oh, I don't know. He's like charging up a laser blast or what. Morpheus <laughs> he was going super saiyan. And then he headbutts. This is one of the coolest things. He headbutts through the wall, mm-hmm. right? He headbutts through the wall. So now like picture Morpheus is up towards the ceiling of the room behind the wall and agent smith is like right below standing on the floor obviously morpheus headbutts through the wall and tackles the agent that was choking neo through the wall what a great scene i mean what a fantastic and morpheus is like go so everyone else tries to escape now leaving morpheus by himself with the agents um and so this is where we just get a lot of like punching visceral fighting you know uh Morpheus gets thrown around the room. The walls are like crumbling, you know, because he's getting thrown against the wall. Morpheus gets his head slammed in a toilet. Um, I wrote that down. Uh, he gets toilet slammed. And then um, what else do I have here? Let's see. Yeah. Agent Smith. What does it say? Sl- sides. Oh, yeah, yeah. He gets the cops to like go in and, you know, beat Morpheus with their batons. And so they like beat him up. So that's kind mm-hmm. of 
but there's a lot of just like punching and agent Smith versus Morpheus is truly like a worthy opponent. Um, Cause Morpheus is like supposed to be like the coolest, you know, he, he's the best fighter around and then agent Smith can actually beat him up. Like that's, that takes a lot. Um, so that kind of shows our villain. It, it gives us some good Morpheus fight scenes. I really like this scene. It was small, very short, but I mean, just the action again is so kinetic and the way it's shot. I mean, the people, are, like I said, are just getting thrown around and then eventually the cops subdue Morpheus and then they take him away. So they kidnap him basically um, to get uh, the Zion uh, GPS coordinates. And so, yeah, so that's kind of the end of that scene. Anything to add on to that? Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to say like, so leading up to this, so like they were able to find um, the gang in that complex um, because of Cypher. He so I saw that like Cypher like dropped his phone in the trash can or something. Yeah, yeah, he did, he did. Yeah, he dropped his phone in the trash can. So I think they used that to their advantage to try to get a location of where they were. Um, oh, and then also for this, like apparently when they're like climbing up the stairs, the uh, there was like this cat and Neo like oh, yeah. says. He says, oh, deja vu. And Trinity was like, huh? What'd you say? He was like, deja vu. <laughs> Just saw a cat. And she was like, oh, was the cat the same thing? He was like, oh, maybe. I don't know. I just saw it go twice. <laughs> and she was like, there's a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> and so, yeah, because from there, like when they're trying to escape the, uh, the complex, all the windows got changed into like, brick walls and so they had a call um tank who is like operating on the on the ship like via phone call and he's like instructing them where to go to find an exit and so that's how they're like able to crawl into the little walling of the building to climb down on the pipes um yeah i think um i think the whole concept of him or just whoever is operating the machine and they have to like call in to teleport back into their um like their their state their of mind real body in the ship. Yeah. yeah 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 um i thought that was super cool um something out of the ordinary and then oh oh and then another thing that stood out to me in this scene so like one of the guys and like i didn't really notice this like ability of agent smith and like him and his henchmen like they they like shape shift into the other people like so like the police officers they can like they're not even shape shifting they're like zooming into the or they're like transferring their life into like the police officer and then like if the police officer gets shot then he like shape shifts out of the police officer so agent smith isn't dead which is like uh, something that just threw me off but then it's just like oh agent smith is like some some person out of this world that can do that uh yeah so <laughs> a little background on that so morpheus at the beginning of the movie is like yeah we can't trust anybody he remember <clears> that <throat> that that scene where morpheus is kind of showing neo the matrix kind of and how it works he's like freeze <laughs> it right before neo got shot by agent smith um that scene, it, he kind of explains like, yeah, that's why we can't trust anybody in the Matrix because they can be inhabited by an Agent Smith at any point. 
So Neo saw the lady in red in this red dress, you know, beautiful lady. She walks by and he's like looking. He's like, oh, hubba hubba, you know, and then <laughs> he turned and then Neo's like, oh, you got distracted. Or excuse me, Morpheus. He's like, oh, you got distracted by that lady. And Neo's like, oh, what are you talking about? And then and then Morpheus is like, oh, that's no lady. And then Neo turns around and Agent Smith has a gun to his head. Yeah, this is all like a construct, so it's not actually happening. But th- mm-hmm. that that kind of like foreshadowed what Agent Smith can do. So yeah, to your mm-hmm. point, they kind of inhabit bodies and then just kind of yeet out once the the host dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like following like at the the ending point of this scene, so like they all escape. Um, well, uh, Trinity, Neo, um, what's his face, uh, Apoc and switch they all escape oh oh we forgot our boy mouse (laughs) he gets blasted (laughs) rip rip and rest um mouse gets blasted i don't know he was in some other room by himself (laughs) yeah he was getting the guns i think he was just like setting up the artillery yeah 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 and the policemen found him first and just like shot him to death like he had no he had no chance at all escaping um but yeah mouse dies but then so they 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 are able to escape and then cypher um like we said cypher is uh he's like one of the trade he's the traitor of the group um he actually takes a different route in leaving the uh the world and so he's able to get teleported back first and then um the other group is just following behind uh because apoc gets like two different calls because cypher is by himself and so cypher actually turns bad um as we like we we finally get to see him turning full fully um against the whole group and so he teleports back and he actually uh i i don't know what the gun is it's like this big laser lightning gun have Um, you seen ghostbusters do you remember when they were sucking in the ghosts yeah yeah yeah, they kind of the beam kind of reminded me of that Mm, true true um but yeah he takes this big gun and he he fries dozer dozer is like well first he shoots tank from the back because tank is like trying to get the group to teleport back but cypher he takes this gun he shoots tank in the back and then he also shoots uh dozer dozer is like oh no my brother (laughs) goes running after him but then he's like uh-huh. and then he just like obliterates him and so then cypher is now on the phone with trinity and the group and he, you know he he says like these sly things um he's like you know we could have been together me and you trinity <laughs> he was jealous of neo um, yeah he was a creep like he was hovering over trinity's real body when she's like- yeah plugged in and he's like very close he's like as close as me to this mic right now i mean he was like (laughs) you probably got tickled by his beard hair or something yeah and then cypher actually kills switch and apoc because he just unplugs them and we get to see them like in their world they just like drop dead uh right that's a big caveat like if you die in the matrix you also die in real life and vice versa obviously um Mm -hmm. so you have to be brought back to your real body before you get unplugged um, mm-hmm. But if it's the opposite way, then you die both places. So, right. Yeah. So now, literally, just Trinity and Neo are alive, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's Cipher is about to pull the plug on Neo, and that's when we see Tank, my boy. He is a tank, 
he is <laughs> he like comes out behind i forget what he says probably something cool and shoots cypher and then kills cypher so right mm-hmm. before because because cypher i love this line cypher's like oh it'll take a miracle to save you little chosen one neo you little you know because he's jealous of trinity or whatever their love or whatever i don't know but, mm-hmm. but yeah and then literally tank comes out with the gun and is like you didn't kill me yet or something and shoot cypher so that's kind of and cypher but now still um trinity and neo are in the in the matrix um so yeah that kind of ends that kind of wraps up that's a big plot point so now morpheus mm-hmm. is taken away by agent smith he's getting interrogated by agent smith just like where's the zion code and he's trying to slowly break him and so now the movie's kind of on like a, a timer. So like uh, up, uh, like after this point, the movie does not let up. It's literally just, oh, you know, we got to get to Morpheus. You know, we have to save him because because Tank was going to just pull the plug. Right. He was like, yeah, right. we can't let Agent Smith get the info about Zion from Morpheus. And Neo's like, what are you doing? You can't just kill Morpheus like that. You know what? I'll go save him even if I'm not the chosen one. Um, <laughs> And and Trinity's like, oh, it's never been done before. And Neo's I'm going like, with you. Oh, well, that's why it's going to work. I'm like, OK, I don't know if that's a good philosophy to go by. But anyway, mm-hmm. it was cool in the moment. It was really cool. So now now the mission is to save Morpheus. And Morpheus is slowly like Agent Smith is is berating him with questions and really breaking his mind. It's almost I forget what one of the characters said, but I think Tank it was they were like, yeah, you know, at a certain point, he'll just break. It'll be like a glitch in your computer or like a virus. I think he's called it a virus. Um, so now mm-hmm. there's a ticking time bomb of they got to get to Morpheus before Agent Smith gets the info. And so that, this leads to the next scene where Trinity and Neo, they take a little break. Then they go back in the Matrix and they got to save Morpheus. This is uh, one of the this is just like nonstop. They go into this big, tall building. I think it's like a bank or something. Lots of columns in there. And they're just... It's funny because like the opening scene of this action scene, Neo walks into the building and, and he goes through the metal detector test. You know, the big metal detector. And the security guard's like, yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta uh, take off all metal and stuff. And then Neo just opens his tall leather jacket and shows like 15 guns strapped to him i mean this guy is strapped to the nines and (laughs) the security guard's like what the and then neo just pulls out two machine guns and goes you know just shoots like five people you know everybody's ducking for cover everybody's getting out their guns hiding behind columns good old-fashioned shootout uh but then it turns into uh, a not old-fashioned shootout because you got a lot of parkour and and just the classic Matrix action that we have come to to uh, recognize. Um, so yeah, so he like twirl Neo twirls on the ground, does like a somersault while shooting. That was a standout hmm. moment for me. And then yeah. also, um, I think I correct me if I'm wrong, but Neo's about to shoot a guy, and I think he runs out of bullets or something. And then Trinity just comes up and shoots the guy in the head or something. Am yep. I yep. misremembering that, or is that correct? No, I'm pretty sure that happened. Yeah. Yeah, so so Neo's got his dual wielding machine guns, and he eventually throws those away after they run out of bullets. He gets two pistols and starts shooting. Um, but yeah, and there's just a lot of parkour, like Trinity's running on the walls and just killing people. I think one of the best kills I think in this was when Trinity is like behind one of the cops, one of the security guards, and she flips. So he's pointing the other way. She's right behind him, 
she flips his gun, twirls it around the guy, and then shoots him in the back with that gun. Like, what mm-hmm. a genius move. I've never seen that before. I don't know about you, but I, that was just that mind. That was a mind blow for me, for sure. Um, this scene was just really good. A lot of just carnage, a lot of bullet holes in the wall and the floor. The columns are crumbling, you know, just a barrage of gunfire. I really like this scene. And then, you know, uh, at the end, I'm just doing this all what I remember. But at the very end of it, they go to the elevator and they just go up. So mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves likes his elevators with this and speed. You know, he's he can't <laughs> get out of them. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. kind of that scene. I know you probably have a lot more to add than me, but oh yeah, yeah I just want to add like so throughout this scene, um, it's um, they there's a lot of mix of going from like slow mo to like mm. regular pace. Good point, um, good point. But then the slow mo parts are like the signature ones that like when Mason said like oh he does like this flip where he's like flipping midway but then he's also shooting someone while flipping so that was in slow-mo he does like this little uh what's what's it called somersault somersault handstand type of thing yeah um and so that that was super cool and then uh we see like trinity oh both of them actually run on the walls on the side walls yep and so like they that's like another slow thing where they're like running around the walls and then just like jumping off and then like either like elbowing or like kicking someone just from like jumping off the walls um and i think any other scenes um yeah so yeah neo's just like throwing guns so every single gun he uses he just like uses all the bullets and then he just throws them away and then takes his other guns that are strapped up and he does that like multiple times he's like oh out of bullets Time for new guns, out of bolts again. Time for new guns. Uh, that was cool. Um, like, uh, what's her fate? Trinity doesn't like, she doesn't really use the guns. She's actually more like hand to hand combat. Um, but yeah, they were, they just like took everyone down. And then seeing all the slow mo of like the, all the gun bullets like hitting the debris on the columns, that was just like, it was just like, it just shows like the debris like kind of exploding, which is cool. Um, because they're just like getting shot at and so but overall super cool scene yeah i think this scene with the slow-mo uh really helped uh how good of the scene it was um yeah yeah. i want to touch on the slow-mo like this movie probably has some of the best uses of slow-mo i've ever seen Mm -hmm. i mean this this really you can't get better than this like it highlights the exact parts that you want it to there's no filler i've never felt that there's filler slow-mo in this you know what I mean? Like even when Cypher threw the phone in the trash, they use slow-mo, but it still somehow seemed cool. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I dig the slow-mo. So, so now they're now Trinity and Neo are in the elevator. They're on their way up, but I, I, it's not exactly clear why they do this, but they get on top of the elevator, they blow it up. And then the yeah. two of them hold each other and they ride the elevator cable up to the top floor. So then they just let the elevator drop free fall. And then it just kind of, explodes and then it blows up in the same room that they were fighting in before uh, which was like the main hall of the building so we just get to see that slow-mo fiery explosion the elevator door just comes falling off and flying pretty cool pretty cool explosion um so yeah so now trinity and neo ride the cable up and then they meet uh one of the agents up there and now it's like another i mean it's just another one fight scene after the other um 
So this is where, I mean, there are like a few agents, but like they're mostly security guards. And I, I love this knife throw Trinity does. She throws a knife and it, it stabs this guy in the head. And then the guy just falls over. And this was like Neo was fighting that guy. And like, he just yeah. looks over and it's just a cool moment. The cool action moment. Um, mm-hmm. I, I always like knife throwing. I don't know what it is, but just like the accuracy and like, you have to like, what if she threw it in it in the blunt part hit? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it might knock him out, but still, like, just the fact that you have to have so much accuracy, I, I appreciate. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, so then uh, now we're on the roof. We're on the roof of this building. And it's it's Trinity, Neo, and an Agent Smith. And this agent is standing there. And this leads to one of the hands-down most iconic scenes, probably in movie history, where, you know, uh, the agent has a gun pointed at Neo and Neo's out of bullets, and the agent shoots the gun, but it, it's slow-mo again, but this time, Neo kind of dodges the bullets. He does the limbo that Alex was talking about earlier. <laughs> he does the limbo, and the bullets go over him, and we see the bullet trail, too, and just the special effects are amazing. I mean, there's like at least six bullets just flying through the air, and Neo dodges all of them, but one that nicks him in the leg or something. Um, and then... You know, the the agent runs out of bullets and Neo and Trinity's like Trinity says, oh, I, I've only seen agents do that. You, you, you're crazy, man. Or I don't know what she said. Probably something more eloquent than that. But she's he's like, yeah, I guess I, I'm pretty cool. I don't know. Um, and so. So, yeah. So then the agent walks over to Neo, who's still on the ground at this point, And and, you know, he he runs out of bullets and, and the Trinity has a gun pointed at the agent's head. And then she says, dodge this. And then she shoots the agent in the head and then he, you know, dies. But that's that. I mean, that this scene was like really good. I don't know mm-hmm. what it would have been like to see it in 1999 because we're kind of used to effects now. But like this, these effects still hold up. I mean, just what a shot. What mm-hmm. a shot. Yeah, the signature limbo. I was like, "Hey, we seen that?" Or I was like, "Hey, there it is." It was like, "There it is." (laughs) Um, Yeah, he gets nicked that one, and then she was like, "I thought you're not the chosen one." And he was like, "Oh no, I got hit by one, (laughs) like one bullet." Um, Yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, you're not supposed to move that fast." He was like, "Oh, I guess I, I guess I can." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. 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 Uh, but yeah, what a what a great scene. Um, so mm-hmm. this leads. I'll let you talk about this one. I'm, Ooh, I'm, I'm next going to talk about the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so the helicopter. <laughs> helicopter. Um, so I think Smith comes. Ar- Smith arrives in a helicopter, right? Or no? Um, Do you remember? No, There's this helicopter on the rooftop. I don't know if they like program the roof the, the helicopter there or not, but yeah. So uh now okay so they took out those guys on the rooftop and now they're gonna find morpheus um so they take this helicopter um and uh, like the helicopter like uh trinity requests uh from tank like hey can you give me like helicopter intelligence to like navigate or learn how to steer the helicopter that was cool and he was like yeah I'll just download them in. And so he downloads Imagine them Imagine if you too. could do that, man. I know. And he's like, hey, can I be a can I be a NASCAR driver right now? Yeah, right? <laughs> um, can I learn how to uh 
uh what, what is something cool I'm like oh can i learn how to like build a bridge right now uh just give me all the skills needed <laughs> yeah can i learn um, how to have low blood pressure <laughs> hey can i learn how to uh make money without working <laughs> <laughs> can i learn how to be a flipping god <laughs> i don't um, learn how to be gary v that's all i want <laughs> so yeah so yeah they have they're now in the helicopter and they're gonna they're flying down to the floor that morpheus is um being interrogated at so he's like handcuffed he's like drugged he's like all, all over the place um and they like come flying down and neo is strapped up with the um like death machine chopper gun um that's hooked on top or hooked on the side of the helicopter and this is like another i'm pretty sure this is another slow-mo moment as well where he just goes slow moment it, yeah sl- slow-mo moment um and he takes the the chopper gun and he takes down or he tries to shoot down the three agent smiths that are like in that room um so he's just going full throttle shooting those three guys and somehow doesn't hit morpheus <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that. He's, yeah, so he's mowing down that whole area. I don't get how one bullet does not touch Morpheus, but I don't know. Maybe since he's the chosen one, he he has impeccable Oh, yeah, he aim. bent the bullets to his will, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So he, Good point, you know, good point. He's shooting, um, and then Morpheus. Uh, so, like, all the Agent Smiths run out the room because uh, they're not trying to get shot, and then Morpheus, like, they're like, Come on, Morpheus, wake up, wake up. Um, and Morpheus like somehow wakes up. <laughs> and then he so his hands were handcuffed behind a chair. And Morpheus goes uh like ape mode, gorilla mode, and <laughs> tears the handcuffs like apart. So the chain breaks. And so now he's like running um through like so he can run outside the window so he can take a jump to the helicopter but agent smiths on the like other room see that and so they like start shooting throughout like they start shooting through the wall so they can hit morpheus who's like about to jump and i'm pretty sure he gets like shot in the leg right morpheus yeah i believe so yeah so they see that and then uh neo's like oh no he's not gonna make it (laughs) So Which Morpheus. I mean, literally, Morpheus was the one who taught Neo how to do that. Yeah, you think Morpheus <laughs> would be able to make that jump? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, Morpheus jumps out the window. Neo is like, "Oh, he's not gonna make it." So Neo, he's like strapped up. He has like this cable on his back, um, like a safety harness, and he jumps off from like the seat he was in, and he's able to catch Morpheus, like on the arm shout out um, dom toretto with letty and fast five <laughs> the bridge yeah and so yeah he catches them and then they're able to like ride away uh but anything else you wanted to add to that scene no i think you hit all the points i wanted to i uh just one more thing um in the room that morpheus was in the water the you know like the the water system had gone off and so it was like wet in the room it was it was raining Oh yeah, they didn't have to add this, but it added just so much to it because when uh, Neo was shooting inside the room, the bullets would hit the water and make a splash, 
I don't know. It was a very good stylistic choice for me. Like, like it's just so disorienting. You can't see things exactly clearly. And maybe that's what they were trying to do. Just like hide, I don't know, special effects or something. But it was, it was just so cool the way they framed the shot. Um, like, I mean, even some of the shots were just of the water of the boat. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wrote that down. getting hit. It's just like, yeah, it's in the water. So I, I really liked how they framed that shot. Um, but yeah, you hit everything else I wanted to. So yeah, so then Morpheus gets dropped off to a safe spot on top of another building. And then now it leads to where, you know, Neo is still cabled to this to this um, helicopter. But one of the Asians shoots the gas tank of the helicopter. And now the helicopter starts going haywire. Well, mm. even the most skilled pilot can't save this one. So now Trinity's like, oh, I don't know what to do. And so she... <laughs> This is such a good scene. Such a good scene. She puts the other end of the harness onto herself, right? She ties it to herself. She's getting ready to, the helicopter's getting ready to hit a building. And eventually it does hit the building, but she jumps out right in the nick of time. And when she jumps out, we see behind her, the helicopter hits the building, but it doesn't shatter the windows like you thought it would. It kind of does like a reflective thing. Like if you throw a pebble in a pond, that ripple effect, that's kind of what it has, the helicopter has on this building. And so, and then it just kind of blows up and we get the shot of Trinity flying through the air on this one cable. You know, Neo's on another building. He's like, he, he has his feet braced on the building and she's on the other end. And then she eventually swings over to him, slams into the building that he's in. And then she, he pulls her up and then they just share this kind of moment Morpheus catches up with him, cock blocks uh, Neo before they kiss. Um, but yeah, so anyway, then that ends that scene. So now the three of them are back together, whatever. I, that was, I mean, just like the, they could have easily just made it blow up in the side of the building, but the fact that they added like the ripple and it just makes it seem so like fake, like reality itself is just not real, man. You know, I love mm-hmm. that. I, I love that part of the movie. The, the system, like the matrix code was like catching up. So that's why it didn't explode. It was just like rippling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like another glitch in the matrix. I, I, yeah, I just, yeah. I like the little, little details like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then there's like a, one of the camera shots where she was like swinging into the, like swing. I think she was like swinging into the building. You could just see like the explosion behind her. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was super cool. Uh, that's something you have to see to like actually get a real glimpse of how cool it is. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah, that ends up that ends the the helicopter scene. So after they regroup, they're now trying to escape. They're like, we got to get out of here. And so they um they call up uh Tank and they um they call him up and he's like, oh yeah, go to the uh subway phone. Um, it's blah, 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 blah. It's like right there. And so they run down. And so now that they're trying to escape, they, so that basically like we mentioned earlier, if you go to like a telephone and tank is, or tank or whoever is on the other end of the phone, he can like teleport you back, um, back to your body. And so they go back, they go to the subway station. Um, and it's like, there's that one phone there and there's a homeless man there too, like in the corner of the mm-hmm. station. So that's like a very important part that um, comes into play. And so Morpheus gets teleported first and then Trinity 
is going to go second. And then Trinity was like, I have to tell you something. (laughs) 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 While the the whole like moment she was about to tell uh, Neo whatever she wanted to or something. Uh, like the phone is ringing. <laughs> the, phone, it's just, the phone is ringing. <laughs> it's just ringing and ringing and ringing. And I think she talks about like the Oracle um, about saying things about she's like the Oracle has been right. She says something. About yeah, the she Oracle. says, yeah, the Oracle told me I'd fall in love. Yeah, she was right? like, yeah. The, oh, no, no, that no, was no, no, after, no. I think that was after. But she was like, oh, the Oracle has been like right about everything i've done in my life blah 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 and i think she was about to say something about oh you're the love of my life (laughs) right but then if you remember yeah and so i think she's a i can't remember oh oh, she's in the phone booth and the homeless guy turns into an agent smith yeah yeah so then agent smith like gets up and he starts shooting the phone booth right Mm -hmm. so that's Mm -hmm. when she like has to go or else she'll die leaving neo back still in the matrix with agent smith so then we get this kind of final showdown if you will um this first of all i have to say before we get into this i love how the technology only allows them to go to a phone booth mm-hmm. instead of just use like a cell phone because like oh true they had cell phones like they, it, they didn't have the technology where they're like oh yeah we can patch into this there has to be a landline mm-hmm. i don't know Maybe they'll tackle that in the new one. I hope they do. That'd be pretty cool. Um, Does that do they do the same thing in the second and third one? Do you know? I haven't seen the second and third one. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. So uh, I don't know. They, they those they... came out in 2003. They came out in the same year. So I doubt <laughs> cell phones were still. I mean, they weren't really mainstream like that, like now. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, this leads to the Agent Smith versus Neo. The whole like the whole movie kind of culminates in this moment. So the the three crew members so morpheus trinity and tank are are back in the matrix on the ship nebuchadnezzar and they have a time thing too because now the ai squids have found their location and they're incoming and so that adds another thing of suspense like oh neo has to get out of there quick or else they're just going to have to unplug him so they can get away and blow up the squids or whatever and so that adds like another layer of intensity that wouldn't have been there otherwise. So this was a great story choice, I think. Because uh, you could have had just Neo and Agent Smith fight. It still would have been cool. But the time constraint really just adds, it just ramps it up to an 11. And so in this part, again, we get a lot of Kung Fu action that we've gotten to see. They start out shooting. They start out shooting each other. And, you know, it was old, a standoff. They had yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's like an old timey Western standoff mm-hmm, with the they guns. Had, they had pieces of paper fly as like the haystacks yeah yeah pieces <laughs> of paper were flying and um mm-hmm. and they just keep shooting each other and it, that part's a little hazy to me but the, the part that stands out is now they're both on the ground and they have the guns pointed at each other's heads and agent and agent smith says you're empty and then neo says so are you <laughs> i just thought like what a what a cool what a cool line i just i love that um so mm-hmm. now they're both empty and they I love it. They get back up. They take a few paces away from each other. They throw away the guns. And now you're like, all right, this is where the real action comes in. So there's a lot of like hand movement, like a lot of fast hand movement too, not just a regular punch, but like a chop, like repeated over and over really fast because they're bending the rules of the matrix a little bit. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of parkour going on. This scene, 
it stands out to me, but the scene that stands out to me the most is the next part. So now they keep fighting and they're underground and they make their way to the subway and agent Smith gets the upper hand and he puts Neo on the track of the subway. And I think that agent Smith conjures up a, just a subway train to come and, and plow him down uh, real hard. And so now agent Smith is on top of Neo and the subway train is coming and you don't know what's going to happen. Like, oh, no. And this is one of the coolest parts. Neo jumps up over the train, hits the top of the subway train ceiling. Agent Smith is on top of him, of course. So Agent Smith gets the brunt of that. And then Agent Smith falls. Oh, no, the train doesn't come yet. Uh, Agent mm -hmm. Smith falls back on the track. And then Neo kick flips off the ground right before the train comes and hits Agent Smith. What a what a great scene. Like what a what a cool thing. And then eventually the subway train comes and hits Agent Smith. And we think it's over, even though it ain't. It ain't ogre till it's ogre. And so like Neo's like, oh, okay, uh, you know, uh, what a what a great fight. You can still tell something up is, is something else is gonna happen. And so the subway train stops and <laughs> Agent Smith gets off the train like nothing happened. Like that was that was pretty cool. That was a boss move. But I, I just love that whole scene. Like, what an inventive way to use the rules of the Matrix or lack of rules there, you know, rather. I, I just I just love the the uniqueness of it. I, I like that part. Do you have anything to say on that part before we move on? Um, yeah, I, I, I like besides that, um, you hit all the points. Um, but in this scene, like they, they <laughs> I, I guess just like throughout this whole movie, they like to throw each other into the walls. <laughs> Yeah, and like they fly, like I said, like the old kung fu movie, like they really yeah. just fly across the room. They're like they're throwing each other into the walls, and obviously the walls are breaking and stuff. I'm surprised they don't have like broken bones or anything. But well, that's the beauty I, of the Matrix. If the bones yeah. don't exist, then they cannot be broken. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. But yeah. besides that, and then the scene where he jumps up to the top of the subway ceiling and then drops. Uh, Mr. Smith onto the track just right before the subway is about to hit them. That was just too top notch. And then yeah, it's, it's so genius. Yeah. And then obviously Mr. Smith is not dead because it shows that he just steps out. Like he steps off the subway that he like, it looks like he got on and then he just steps off. He's like, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> I expected him to do like the Luke Skywalker shoulder sweep that he did in last Jedi. Do you remember that? when luke and kylo ren were fighting on oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah and luke <laughs> just does like the he brushes his shoulder off i was expecting uh -huh. agent smith to do that too when the train hit him uh -huh. but it did not happen but anyway so yeah so that that kind of ends that but then we lead i mean there are a few scenes here and there where it shows trinity and morpheus and tank on the ship the squids are slowly but surely getting in they're like peeling the roof of the ship with their laser eyes and tentacles and it's really cool uh, they're actually very scary looking. They're very cool looking. And Trinity is talking to Neo's real body outside the Matrix. And Trinity's like, yeah, you know, I love you and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then it cuts back to Neo and Neo like meets up with other agents too. And so now he's like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. He gets shot. I think I counted 12 times. He gets shot 12 times by Agent Smith. Like real, he doesn't dodge these bullets. I mean, they actually go in, and he dies. Right? Doesn't he die? Yeah, he dies because he dies in the Matrix. And so, like, 
<laughs> and so, it, you know, if you die in the Matrix, you're going to die in real life. And Trinity's like, she's still talking about love and stuff. And then Trinity kisses him, kisses his body in the real world. And it's somehow she's like, she kisses him. And then she's like, get up. And he's like, <laughs> I guess he's whipped now because he gets up and now he's back. I don't know what happened. True love's kiss or whatever brought him back to life. And so that kind of rejuvenates him and now he's like ready to fight and and the agents are kind of like uh how did he do that and then um neo this is a, another classic scene maybe even more classic than the other dodge bullet scene but now they like they're in this what was that huh was that a video was that i heard like a woman's voice no <laughs> oh maybe i'm dreaming of trinity you might be, you might be thinking I, I of her saying, voice. Huh? you might be thinking of her when she was like, the Oracle said I would meet the love of my life <laughs> and it would be the chosen one. Maybe I am the chosen one. <laughs> wake up. <laughs> wake up, wake up, wake up. Um, so yeah, so then um, anyway, back to the back to the story. So Neo is standing at the end of this hallway. And again, it's like a decrepit house. I love how they use old haunted house almost type settings for mm-hmm. this because they could have easily gone into like the the techno neo-modern <laughs> neo-modern uh but just like the like a modern look but instead they go backwards in time and they go to like this old ramshackle house i kind of like the contrast of that and so then neo standing at the end of this hall they're like three agent smiths they're all shooting him but this time instead of dodging the bullets he doesn't have to dodge the bullets he freezes them in the air and there's like, you know, these the agents are like, what? And and Neo grabs one of the bullets and just drops it. Like, <laughs> what, a, what, what a classic scene. And that this gives me goosebumps because then Morpheus is viewing all this and he's like, he is the one. And like, what a what a great scene. I mean, this is like the whole movie climaxes at this exact moment. And the agents are like, what's what's going on? And then one of the agents, the real agent Smith charges neo and and i love this because neo just mm-hmm. turns to his side and literally blocks all of the hits that agent smith is throwing with one hand just really mm-hmm. fast motion like what a what a cool what a, what a cool moment like your, your hero cannot get better than this i don't think and like now he realizes he's the chosen one he starts neo sees the matrix like actually the green text that's all over the walls and the people he sees the matrix so now he kind of owns the matrix and he can you know bend it to whatever he wants and what a great scene. I mean, you can't, I don't think you could have done this better. Um, so then like the finally to finally end the whole thing, Neo actually, this sounds raunchy, but I swear it isn't. He goes inside of agent Smith. Yeah. Um, he he like, like literally he, he like flies, flies into him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> flies into him and he like morphs into his body. Like imagine somebody inside of you just like, I don't know. And then Asia Smith just like blows up and then <laughs> Neo is just standing there. Like this was probably his re like when, when Jesus rose again, this is kind of Neo's moment. Neo, the same thing. Mm-hmm. So he had the chosen one back to like the religious thing. Like this is Neo's, you know, on the third day he rose again. This was, this was it. Like the chosen one has now come into fruition. And so, yeah, what a, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you thought about it, but man, I, I was just on my jaw was on the floor. I, I could not believe it. Mm-hmm. 
I I didn't know. Like, I was like, how is he going to take down Smith? Is he just going to shoot him or or not? But yeah, that- he flies into him and explodes him. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I don't know how I, I was not it the first time I watched it either, but yeah um but wait didn't when so when he stopped the bullets didn't he say like stop <laughs> didn't he like do that yeah he or, said stop yeah yeah i was like <laughs> i was like what <laughs> yeah i don't i don't I, yeah i don't actually remember but oh uh, well, probably I'm pretty, did i'm pretty sure he said like stop because he stop. saw the bullets and he he just saw them like in slow-mo oh yeah and these are like coming in slow-mo and he's like oh what is gonna happen and he's like stop and then the bullets stop and then he like picks it up and i was like "Ooh, he's that too good so cool. yeah oh too good too good too good and then eventually yeah like they're on their well the crew's back in their ship and like basically the ship is torn into pieces or getting torn into pieces and then right when they uh set off the emp bomb to mm-hmm. uh what is it they like the- kill the the squiddy people the squiddy machines and then like uh, like neo must have like answered the phone that was ringing the whole time <laughs> at that instant and we get to see neo like wake up and so he's he was able to safely get back into his own body so yeah yep and so then that's cool. that's kind of the end of the movie i mean we still have the thing is though it, it it's a self-contained story but it does open itself up to other parts like the the resistance aka the the real people they're still out there they're still trying to fight the ai so that leads Mm -hmm. into the other sequels i mean i don't you you can't be as good as this movie like any sequel they could have done they can't be as good but Mm -hmm. i'm sure they tried and i haven't seen them maybe we'll do a review maybe not but i'm definitely going to check those out but yeah i mean just just what a what a seminal movie for for movies in general uh, but yeah, so that's all the action scenes we have to talk about. Uh, let's move on to our favorite part where we, you know, give our favorite part of the movie. So I'll let you go first. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned this earlier, but I just want to say, yeah, my favorite part um, was probably the uh, the training sparring session between Morpheus and Neo. Uh, I think Neo, I, I think it just showed that like Neo was slowly trying to understand everything and then morpheus just being so wise telling him a lot of different things about the matrix i'm really trying to tap into his mind of like like think think outside the box um i don't know i just found that super impactful for neo just because like morpheus is this like yoda mentor figure uh and he's just training him and then alongside with that uh, it's just all the the martial arts and that um and that scene uh, i i really like that setting as well just that dojo and then how they're just like running on top of the uh the beams the wooden beams that was cool uh and then yeah morphia morpheus is just like standing his ground he's super good at like fighting and then neo is just like slowly getting into it um but yeah holds his ground to morpheus and uh, eventually uh, become super skilled fighters so yeah that was my yeah, favorite I, I i like that as well i like how they show morpheus not just be like just his old guy just telling news and you know giving <laughs> down but he can actually you know kick ass and stuff so yeah that's i i love that about that scene my favorite scene it was actually hard to pinpoint because this is one of those few movies where it's actually difficult to pick out one scene 
But if I had to, it would probably be the scene in the subway where Neo just kind of jumps up and smashes Agent Smith on the ceiling and then kind of mm-hmm. kick flips onto the platform. What a, I, I don't know. I just, I know there's a lot of stuff that I've never seen before in this movie that they did, but like that was one of them besides the bullet, you know, obviously what everyone thinks of the bullet dodge and then the bullet freeze. But I, I just really liked that. It was such an inventive stunt. And I haven't seen a lot of other movies that have been able to come even close to that. So that whole scene uh, and also the fact that you're still running on on borrowed time as far as the like the squid subplot too, where they're going to kill Morpheus and Trinity because you you do care about the characters. So like, I don't know, just the whole the whole thing mixed together, that part of the movie um, and really the the last half hour. I mean, just the whole thing. But if I had to pinpoint it, it would definitely be that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, moving on to our next part. Doesn't pass the vibe check. Um... Mm, I'm, I was very <laughs> interested to see your choices. So I have a little blurb of what doesn't pass the vibe check for me. Um, so there, the girl, I think her name is Squid, right? Squid? No? I thought it was like Spike. No, no, no. Uh, Switch. Switch. <laughs> Squid. Squid. We got sweet Squid. Spike and um, switch so switch is one of the girls on the uh the crew she unfortunately passes away because she got unplugged um but like when they go into the matrix they they are all decked out in like these black suits and like you know oh, the leather <laughs> you know black black leather suits you know trench coaches trench jackets um trench coats yeah yeah trench coats um and then like switch is wearing all white i'm like why does she get to wear all white <laughs> and more like if i was if morpheus is like the leader of the group shouldn't he be the one wearing all white and not black like the others you know but, that's a good point and honestly i kind of that's a good point that you meant i didn't notice it i mean uh-huh. i just well her hair is white i don't know it would right. maybe it would have looked weird with the black but I think they should have put Neo in white just to show like he's the savior. It would have tied in more with like the religious theme, like Uh trying to make him be like Jesus or something. I thought he would have looked cool in white leather, Mm, white trench coat. I don't know. Like maybe after the movie, like an after credit scene or something. But yeah, I, I I don't know why you want to know a fun fact about switch though. What? So I was researching like fun facts last night and I, I found that switch was actually going to be, female in the real world but then when she gets plugged into the matrix she turns into a guy and so that's why yeah like her matrix form would be a guy that's why they called her switch because she would switch between genders oh dang so but then like the i don't i i don't know i think it just like kind of fizzled out but yeah that was the original intent for her character so Hmm. just a little fun factoid so that's that's one thing um doesn't pass the vibe check oh (laughs) <laughs> another thing i said was they like to wear good sunglasses inside <laughs> no come on that was cool though that was I like, mean, like it's just like a unique thing for them um sunglasses and then sunglasses without the uh the side parts as well so it's just like the lens sitting on top of your nose with like i guess the nose piece but yeah there's no like sidebar pieces of the sunglasses they all wear that Oh, as soon and as then this podcast is over. I'm going to Target and doing that. I'm going to get 
those type of sunglasses and rip the sides off. Uh huh. <laughs> and then um, Agent Smith, like those three guys, they always wore sunglasses. So I'm just like, wow, I guess everyone loves to wear sunglasses inside or something. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I think I think we should bring it back. I mean, what a cool style, man. That's just, mm-hmm. that's really that's part of the movie, I think. Yeah. And then, was spot on. <laughs> um, and then this is nothing about like anything bad about the movie, but like this movie reminds me of my work. So, <laughs> so there's like a lot of zooming in and out of like rooftops or like they go from like a bird's eye view onto a rooftop. And it just reminds me so much of my work because I use Google Earth. And so like when we... So like my job, when like we make models for rooftops and so we use Google Earth sometimes. And then just like that motion of like jumping to rooftops or around like nonstop every day just reminds me <laughs> of this movie. <laughs> I was like, bruh, too soon, too soon. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, but movie wise, yeah, mine is just about the outfits and the sunglasses. What about you? So mine was, mm-hmm. I, I think we mentioned it earlier, but when Neo is in the helicopter shooting the turret inside the building, my, uh-huh. the, the one, one of the does not pass the vibe check sections I had was literally that, like, how did Morpheus not get hit? Like, <laughs> he was fully, Neo was fully prepared to just mow down Morpheus. Like, I don't, yeah. I wasn't explained that well. I mean, but we did kind of put in like, oh, well, maybe he bent the bullets. But then again, I don't know if he knew exactly how to do that aspect of bending the matrix at that point. So who knows? I mean, that was kind of that stuck out to me as a does not pass the vibe check moment. Also, I will say the gunshot noises in this movie felt very fake. Like, I don't know. They just reminded me of like an 80s movie almost like they don't sound like the modern gun sound effect they use today. It was just very like over the top like like just the big pow if you guys probably can picture what i'm talking about but i don't know it just felt very old-fashioned in that way not necessarily a bad thing i don't know it just really stuck out to me like the fakeness of the the gunshots but you know it's that old movie magic so you can't dock it too many points but those were the Mm. only things that i really had pointed out i mean i uh, nothing else really you can say bad about it so Mm -hmm. so with that being said that leads us to our ratings. So the rating system this week, we actually both agreed on outside of each other knowing, but the, the rating system this week is uh, one out of five red pills. So if you recall at the beginning, Neo takes the red pill instead of the blue pill to follow Morpheus down the rabbit hole, AKA the matrix. So I will, I don't know. I'm going to give my final thoughts. So I'm going to, I'm going to give my thoughts and then the rating and, and you guys can probably tell what I'm going to rate it, but the Matrix, one of those movies, changed movies forever, I think. You cannot, there have been so many parodies and so many movies that have tried to reach the Matrix's height, uh, but they have just been unable to do it. I think the story is tight. The lore is tight. It's a very philosophical movie. It has a lot to say about humanity. Agent Smith says humans are a virus. And I really think that was just an interesting way to put it in like we might cause our own downfall one day and artificial intelligence could potentially catch up and create their own matrix. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. And like I said, we might be living in a simulation. It's just a thought provoking movie and coming from a sci-fi movie, 
made over 20 years ago, you wouldn't expect it to be that thought provoking, but it is. And also just the acting, our boy Keanu Reeves, top notch, probably one of his best performances I've seen at least. You know, you have uh, Catherine Ann Moss and Lawrence Fishburne and, you know, Hugo Weaving, all of these actors just bringing their A game. And it takes itself so seriously, but in the best way, like the drama you feel, the romance you feel, the action, of course you feel. I mean, it's just one of a kind. You cannot escape this movie in pop culture. Uh, I just think, you know, and the just special scenes like the bullet dodging scene and then like the eventual bullet freezing scene and the fact that even in the special effects still hold up. Some of them are a little questionable, but that's a product of its time, obviously. And so you can't really fault it for that. Like some of the technology obviously is going to be outdated, but that's just because it was made over 20 years ago. So I don't fault things like that. So, and also just like iconic scenes, like Morpheus says, you know, freeze it when he's showing Neo the construct of the matrix. And I mean, what a, what an interesting aspect, like what an interesting way to frame it. And it doesn't feel like, oh, you know, Morpheus is just talking to Neo. I mean, even though it is that, I mean, Morpheus is just explaining everything, but he does it. The script is so good that it doesn't feel stale. It doesn't feel boring. Like I never yawned. I never checked my watch. I'm like, oh, when is this movie going to be over? Like the two hours and I think 16 minutes just went by so quickly. And I think that has to do with just the direction, the iconic scenes, the action, the script, everything just worked. And I don't know if the sequels live up to it. Probably not. But I, you know, I'm interested in this universe. I'm interested to see how the resistance is able to uprise against the AI. So this movie is definitely going to be uh, six out of five red pills. I'm going to overdose on this one. I really think it deserves everything and more. I mean, there's nothing besides the few little nitpicks I found. I mean, I, there's nothing wrong about this movie at all. And I think this will be studied for years and years. You know, when humanity eventually does kill itself, I think this movie will prevail. Like there, I don't know. There are just few movies that can that have the, the potential to last forever. I think, you know, Star Wars is one. I think, uh, you know, I don't even know what other movies would, but like maybe Wizard of Oz or something. But no, this this is this is going to be forever, I think. So six out of five red pills. I'm happy to say I OD. Uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on The Matrix. Alex, mm -hmm. take it away. I will say I have to pee so bad. I'm going to get up, but okay. I'll try to be back before you're done. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so my rating for this movie, um, so I, I didn't know anything about The Matrix, like I said earlier in this podcast. Um, I, the only thing I knew about The Matrix was the limbo move. Uh, and so, yeah, so I totally did not know the plot was about AI um, and how they're just living in a different reality. So that's just like a very cool plot point where like, I haven't seen any movies like that. So like the whole dimension of them, like living in like a plugged up reality is so mind blowing to me. So that's, that's like one great point I like about this movie. And then the second thing is like, uh, obviously we talk, we love talking about action and the action here did not disappoint. Uh, they use different, all the different forms of action. So they had the, the martial arts, the Kung Fu fighting. Um, and then the also just like, using guns with their fighting as well so when they weren't shooting each other um they're fighting or if they weren't fighting each other they're shooting at each other uh just all the the camera work as well involved with all the parts uh the slow-mo parts with 
those different types of action just played very well together. Um, and every single like action scene had like those signature slow moments, slow mo moments, uh, and like how the camera angles just really worked uh, with like the three sixty angles as well. I thought that was cool how they always like if they had a chance to like pan around, um, like in the very first scene with uh, Trinity, and so that was super cool. Uh, Keanu did not disappoint. Um, Keanu. It was obviously a different movie than Speed, but yeah, Keanu. I think Keanu had just more of a more character development in this movie as mm. opposed to Speed. Speed was just different, um, whereas this one, Keanu was like in like evolving, evolving, yeah, evolving in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's the word I was thinking of. Um, yeah, he's becoming a totally cool, cooler and improved person because as the chosen one, um, he can do these crazy things. And so, and then just a lot of things just really just surprised me. Like, uh, A, like stopping bullets and then B, like just like parts where like Agent Smith would just like show up out of nowhere um, and just start causing trouble for the, the whole group, which is, uh, a great thing to add on to the plot because it just gets spicier um, when he's involved and so when they're just not doing anything like normal and oh and then like I said the the music that one song that I somehow know it's from the Matrix um, the other songs throughout the Matrix movie um, they don't have songs with like lyrics it's all just songs with just instrumental play which is cool uh, it's like technical at times and then it's just or just like suspenseful uh, but the music was top notch um, I kind of want to play that song Club to Death on repeat now um, <laughs> I don't know if Lil Nas X did a cover I definitely would <laughs> it just gets me going for some reason um, but yeah I'm going to be like Mason on uh, having a very high rating. Uh, it probably for me, it's like a 5.5 out of six or 5.5 <laughs> out of five. Um, I like five, five, five out of five is like a perfect movie. Um, this actually really exceeded my expectations. Um, so great movie. Uh, and then 1999, um, for what they did to pull it off in 1999 for this movie is just like very shocking of how good they did it. Uh, I didn't really have any critiques um, about this movie, um, in my opinion. So, yeah, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, what, two hours or something um, for the whole length of the movie. And I didn't, like, have any issues of, like, staying focused in besides, like, just writing notes at time. Um, but, yeah, I was totally hooked into the movie. Uh, super cool sci-fi movie as well. Just, like, AI taking over the world, which is something that could happen, but we will see. But... We do know that if we go under the earth now, <laughs> we could be survivors. <laughs> I, I like should start are. digging now. I, I really feel like I'm <laughs> or something. Yeah, we, we got to start. <laughs> Not that this exists anyway, but you know. Um, yeah, but overall, great movie. Five and a half out of six. Uh, overdosing red pills. Um, yeah, that's my rating. Wow. I, I, this is, I mean, out of all the movies we've done, like, this is like, Top I don't notch. know, we've gone over the limit. 
Mm-hmm. I guess we can do that. It's our show. We can do whatever we want. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So six out of five and 5.5 out of five. Sheesh. Sheesh. Are, uh, this this uh, new one has big shoes to fill. Yeah. I'm interested uh, to see how they do it. Because they, there's a shot in the trailer where Neo is in an elevator again. And surrounded <laughs> by by all these people, like at least 10 people, and they're all on their phones. So I hope they go into like the phone technology now and how that's mm. kind of taking over our lives anyway. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm super excited. Yeah. I, I forgot to mention. Yeah. I definitely want to watch the second, third and fourth movie um, just because this was just so good. I mean, yeah. obviously they can't live up to the first one, but I do want to see what happens in the plot. Does anything happen? Like, I feel like from, I just know that Mr. Smith would be coming back. Like, there's no way he, he's not there anymore. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has to come back. So whatever they do with him, uh, I, I'm excited to see. So, yeah, that's our that's our ratings of red pills. <laughs> what a banger. What a banger. I told you it'd be a banger. Great movie. Um, and then our last part Fun fact of the uh, the show. Um, so I I just looked up fun facts of like p- things to ask people, <laughs> and one of the ones was, uh, "What is a superstition you have, uh, Mason? Do you have any superstitions?" I don't really have superstitions. <laughs> I mean, besides turning the label away from a football game on your beer can. Huh? That my dad imparted that on me. Like whenever we'd watch football, he'd turn the beer label so the label's not pointing at the TV, and somehow that would make your team win. What? Yeah, <laughs> it's really crazy. But I mean, I don't know. I I, I like that, so I, I kind of carry on the tradition. But the one I have personally, I don't know if you would call it a superstition, but I don't like touching doorknobs. I see whenever I look at a doorknob, not not my own house, obviously, but like a public one. I don't touch it. I'll use my sleeve or I'll use my shirt because like, that's why I like automatic sliding doors. Whoever invented that deserves a Nobel peace prize, but like just a a, a doorknob to me, I see the germs on it. And then if I do touch one, I can't touch anything else except if I wash my hands. I don't like to make that known to people, but like also, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, it's the germ. I don't know if that's a superstition or not, but just like a quirk, I guess. I don't know. I just don't like touching doorknobs in general. Hmm. So it's not that I'm interesting. It's just, I don't know. That's my, that's my thing on that. What about you? Hmm. Um, I have like this golf superstition. So, so like in golf, there's like milestones for scoring. So like an average golfer will shoot anywhere from like 80 to a hundred plus. Right. And so breaking 80 is like, a milestone to like and in, in my view like breaking 80s like a good golfer like an actual like really good golfer and so one of my like superstitions is like the first time i broke 80 um like for some reason i started the round like doing something different where i like place so you can place a coin on the putting green or yeah when you're on the putting green and you can pick up the ball and clean it right so i place my coin but I put it like at a, so like you have the label like regularly sitting, but I like turned it 90 degrees counterclockwise. So like the label is not like facing forward. It's like turned. 
So it's like pointing at the hole for some reason. And so like for that whole round, I did that. And that was like my first time breaking 80. And so, yeah, that's mm-hmm. just like a superstition I have now. Because So whenever I place my coin on the putting green, I, I always turn it. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So yeah. we kind of have the same, we, we just have similar superstitions. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. There you have it. That's, right. a, that's a little insight into our minds. People probably think we're both crazy now. Yeah, they probably think just we're kidding. in the Matrix or already. something. <laughs> they're probably like, dang, they're in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All righty. What Bro, a great podcast. Done? Yeah. Wow. We that was a wrap banger. Up. This is a good banger one. movie, banger episode, banger, hardly knower. I mean, just the, I don't know, man. I've, I felt good about that one. Episode mm-hmm. 20 down in the wraps, in the books. Next yeah. week will be 21. Ooh. Mm, 21 Maybe legal age. Week, we'll, we'll figure that out. Right. We'll, cross, we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Thanks everybody for listening onto our podcast. Um, thanks to everyone again for our hundred follower special um, on our Instagram, which I posted um, the four parts. So hopefully, you guys will take a look at the four parts of the hundred nugget challenge that I suffered through. I don't know if Mason really suffered, but <laughs> I I suffered, but it just took me quicker to get there. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Super, super thankful for all the support. Um, we will keep grinding out more podcasts in the next couple of weeks. I think we might be doing a scary movie special in honor of Halloween at the end of the month. We'll, we'll keep you guys posted on that. But yeah, great Keanu movie. Um, hopefully looking forward to more. Yes, uh, this is second week of Keanu's on, so keep stay tuned for more from him. He's definitely has not let us down yet. Hopefully, he will not in the future. Although I don't think he will. It's Keanu Reeves. Come on now, my celebrity mm-hmm. lookalike. And <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> he has super long hair. You don't. Uh, in this movie, he didn't have long hair. Okay. See, look, you just admit admit that I don't look like him. <laughs> you. You really don't. <laughs> okay, I think I do. I think I have the same jaw structure, same physique. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I literally could not be closer looking to Keanu Reeves. But anyway, <laughs> sound off in the comments if you think I look like Keanu Reeves. But I, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So thank you for listening. As always, thank you to our international audience. Go listen to a back catalog from us if you haven't if you're new here thanks for joining us if you're old here thank you for staying with us and keeping up with us for this long we hope to do 20 more 20,000 more episodes let's do let's do let's set the record for longest podcast ever we'll be boomers <laughs> by the time this thing's over we'll be 88 and then we'll right. eat out of here hello hello <laughs> hey is this thing on <laughs> how's uh, your how's your blood pressure Oh, I kept it below 120 today. <laughs> I had one egg for breakfast. <laughs> Two salt flakes. That's how my doctor lets me. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. We'll catch you later. Peace out. I right, peace. And this is all fake. That's what we're ending on. <laughs>